the hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Infinite Film Club podcast where we're taking a break from the sacred timeline of interconnected movies to unveil our top five superhero movies of all time, as well as our retro recastings of The Avengers. How's it going, George? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Very well, thank you, mate. It's been a superhero-heavy week, hasn't it? It has, yeah. So it all started on Friday um, night, didn't it? Um, me and you went to see Batman on the day on the day it was released, and I'm happy to say it was a packed cinema. We got in there, didn't we? And it was like every screen looked busy. It, it was, yeah, very busy, and I've, I've heard the same uh, elsewhere in the country as well. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about uh, the Batman uh, shortly, uh, before we unveil our top five superhero movies of all time, and talk about our retro recastings of The Avengers. Uh, just uh, warm Morning, ahead of our review of the Batman slash discussion of the Batman, we're going to talk about it broadly uh, with no spoilers initially, and then we'll give you fair warning uh, when we're going to talk about spoilers. Because I take it a lot of most people listening to this, I should imagine, have gone out and seen it uh, by the time this goes out. Um, but just in case, uh, we'll leave uh, the timestamp in the notes and also give you fair warning that we're going to talk a few spoilers. Um, so yeah, let's get into it, mate. Obviously, we went to the cinema, like you said, packed. Um, what were your initial kind of what, what were you thinking ahead of it what you were what your expectations before going in so um i was i was really buzzing like when yeah. it sort of come to about tuesday um i knew it was only like three or four days away and i was getting that same feeling like i got with james bond like i get like a star wars film i was like i can't wait to go to the cinema on wednesday you know we booked sorry on friday um we booked the tickets haven't we like a month ago so yeah. you know we're really excited anyway um the trailer looked um really interesting i was really excited to see the riddler obviously he's only been in like one main a Batman movie before and I knew we were going to get a different type of Riddler this time so I was really excited to see him um, I was really excited to see what Robert Patterson did um, I know that he was going to be a lot moodier um, so I was excited to see you know what he did with the um, with the you know the role um, and yeah the trailer basically just made me really buzzing to see it so I was excited what are you how are you feeling going in yeah similar I, my expectations were high uh, to be honest when I first heard it announced I wasn't overly excited um, but then the more I heard about it the more I it was the kind of Batman that I've been wanting for a very long time uh, you know going back to the detective sort of thing you could see that from the trailers when they dropped uh, when it when the actors involved were talking about it um, and, and also when Matt Reeves was talking about it and uh, the, the closer it got the more excited I got and uh, yeah the, yeah I, I would say expectations were pretty high pretty high so skip ahead three hours then what were your initial thoughts coming out then so uh, as it finished um you know what did you think i mean we had a brief chat but it was about 12 o'clock at night wasn't it so yeah. we sort of shut off so what did you think after then so like you said three hours uh, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, my initial thought. that's important it, um so, so it is a very long film so let's put that at the top and I, sometimes you know most of the time if the film has earned it that's not a problem for me i can sit through a three-hour film no problem this is pretty much on the dot three hours um i did start feeling it in the last 20 maybe half an hour um i think that's because of um a slight sag in the m middle to to the final act i think um but overall I really enjoyed it. I think it was um, it was the kind of Batman I've, like I said, I've been wanting for a while. So those expectations were met. 
there's a lot of Batman in it, not much of Bruce Wayne, um, which, again, that's not the norm. Uh, if you think about most of the Batman films that have come out, you get a lot of Bruce Wayne and his his fight with his you know past and stuff like that. Um, this one, you got a bit of mopey emo Bruce, mm. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. It was eye shadow. But there's just a lot of Batman doing detective work, mm. which is what, you know, in essence, what early Batman was about. He is the greatest detective, you know? Yeah, that was cool to see. You're absolutely right. Seeing Batman absolutely front and centre. Because I know it sounds crazy, but in a lot of the Batman films, it's usually the villain who um, everyone goes to see, yeah. who gets a lot of the screen time. And um, I, especially in, like, say, the Chris Nolan ones, like, I always find Christian Bale's Batman, like, one, a bit sidelined, and two, a bit boring. Mm. And so it was good to see Batman, like, in pretty much every single scene, being a detective, yeah, he wasn't just mm. beating up baddies, and actually that leads me on to a point. So this film is—it's um, not massively heavy on the like action set pieces, is it? It's much more like you know a police sort of procedural. He's 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 like solving the crimes, checking the crime scene, trying to piece the um, you know the clues together, isn't he? Yeah, it's like a film noir buddy cop movie, isn't yeah. it? Him, him and Gordon are working <laughs> very closely together, and I got to say. Um, Gordon in this is amazing, I think. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright, he yeah. was great in it. Like he he was just a great Gordon. And we're seeing Gordon before he's um sort of got his promotion to like being like the sort of uh the, the chief or whatever, and yeah. he's like a detective at this mm-hmm. point. So he's sort of like getting like shouted out by his boss. Why are you letting Batman on the city yeah. on the scene and that? And he's like, Oh, you know, because he he could help. Yeah. <laughs> Hand me your badge and your <laughs> Yeah, give me your badge. Gun and your badge. <laughs> Talked about that before. Um yeah, uh, and it is, I mean, I think people have already made the comparisons uh, with Seven and and Saw. I've heard people say it's like a mixture of Seven and Saw. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's, uh, this is the kind of thing, we've spoken about this before, George, where I think um, DC uh, specifically need to quit the trying to build a universe thing and keep doing things like this, different versions of their characters. Yeah. So, like Ben Affleck has, has been, you know, to be fair, there was a Ben Affleck Batman last year, if you count... Um, that Zack Snyder's Justice League um, and I, I I don't think anyone's got a problem with that out there the cinema goer just sees Batman I'll go and see a Batman movie it doesn't matter who's Batman at this time it doesn't doesn't link in this is a slight spoiler but it doesn't link in I think most people know this with the Joker um so, you know, th- there's different universes going on and, and people are happy with that. That's what I think they should do. They should then go and do... I would really like to see a modern-day, over-the-top comic version a la the 1960s. Uh, <laughs> Proper camp. I'd, I'd yeah, like that'd be amazing. That. I'd yeah. love to see that. I'd love to see a version of that. The uh, grey Batman. Bring back the grey Batman with yeah. a belly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be well funny. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, though. Like, like Marvel's got the whole universe thing wrapped up, so DC should do these... like. Basically, we'll skip to the end a little bit. So this is going to be a part of like a series, this film, isn't it? And yep. um, like, I don't know, I, I feel a little bit disappointed with that because not because I don't want to see more of Robert Pattinson doing it, but I just, I don't know, like I think the idea of just doing standalone movies with just different directors and different yep. feels and different Gothams and di- is a good idea. And so I'm sure the sequel to this will be amazing. Um, but I don't know, I just, I, I thought this would be, would be a good opportunity, like the Joker, just to do a one-off you know, yeah. this is where we're seeing Batman. In he's been Batman two years at this point. It's a part of his life. We see what's happening on this case, and then that be it. You know. Mm. Um. Anyway, like I say, skipping forward, it's going to be part of a series, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 it looks like it. If it does well, which it seems to be, um, and uh, for me, that's where I think it's a shame because then it, it kicks it down the road when we see somebody else's version of the Batman. And I'm not not talking, you know, the, uh, uh, different actors. I'm talking directors, actors, the whole people involved. I like seeing different versions of it, and mm. it's nice that. We're we're getting to see that it seems like 
it seems like the Dark Knight Rises was only you know two years ago. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's, it's time has flown, mate. It's, it's been ten a, years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it hasn't. It ha- isn't as uh, soon as as you think it is. And and I'd like to see another one sooner. Um, but this has got me intrigued in this world. I think Gotham and the whole atmosphere, the production design is incredible. Oh, it was a, it was looking good, wasn't it? I mean, dark it, as fuck, and but yet yeah, dark, wet. Every single like like drain was like had smoke bellowing out of it. Yeah. Um, it was all at night. I, I can I can't remember one scene pretty much in the day. Oh, actually, the, we saw the sunrise a little bit when he was riding his motorbike back mm. to back to his mansion. But it was like all at night. Um, especially I remember I said to you when we came out of the cinema, some of my favourite scenes were those banging club scenes where it was loud and you couldn't hear anyone talk and all you could hear is the music thumping yeah. and 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 the lights were flashing and the strobe lights were going and and you could see Batman just mooching through and just smashing up baddies and yeah. so oh mate, some of those bits. The other thing as i'm talking about it now i'm thinking because it was so long i really need to see it again because there's so much to like unpack and like i feel there's bits that i could hardly remember because it was so long do you know what i mean that's what i wanted to say but also i don't want to go and see it right now i want to give it a a couple of weeks maybe yeah quite happily watch it again absolutely so let the dust settle and then watch it again because um like I say, coming out, it's hard, a movie that long. It's hard to like unpack everything in your head and think, you know, did you like this? Did you like yeah. that? And it's hard to remember all the little twists and turns and things. Do you, do you remember when the film finished, the the lights came on, and, and you said to me, um, "What did you think of that?" And I just you went, mm. "Do you know what I mean?" Like, <laughs> I yeah, didn't really answer. no, absolutely. But it is, it is a hard thing to answer after a three hour movie. You yeah, know? It's, I was a taking lot going it in, on. you know, and, yeah. and I think the fact that it was outstaying its welcome slightly in the last uh, last twenty minutes or so um, left a bit more of a sour taste in my mouth. But then bitter taste in my mouth. But um, then later on, reflecting on it, I was like, "Oh, that bit was amazing. That was mm-hmm. awesome." I thought Robert Pattinson did a great job as Batman, specifically. I wasn't a massive fan of his Bruce Wayne. I've got to say, it was a bit too emo, a bit too mopey. And well, I- in the first ten, we saw a little bit of Bruce Wayne, and I thought to myself, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this." Actually, yeah. like he basically was like quite rude to um, Alfred. Yeah. And I was just like, I was oh, like "You don't speak to Alfred like that." Yeah. <laughs> I, I still mean, I was just like, I think that this is going to annoy me, like how he, how moody he is. But actually, um, I, I did really like him like he's probably my favorite thing about this film um one thing that surprised me something i thought i'd like more is i wasn't blown away by the riddler um I, I, same did, but yeah, yeah. I, i'm glad you think yeah. that because i basically i was so excited when i heard they'd um cast that paul dano guy yeah. as as the riddler i thought oh what a great fit but actually like he's not in the film that much no not he's, he's completely underserved he's it? got the bag on his head most of the time yeah. so we're not seeing like the guy be, be able to act and so to be honest i thought oh, we were going to be in for another like heath ledger like oh my god yeah and actually like yeah i, I was a bit disappointed with um you know he's okay yeah. but it, i'm not saying his fault i think it was what he had to work with i, I, I just, agree do you yeah. know what i mean i was a bit underwhelmed the scenes where he was unmasked I think he was excellent yeah I think especially again this has become a Batman trope but especially the bits um, where in the police station where he's interrogating him <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and I, I think that was brilliant and yeah he, he is excellent when he's on screen that is, he's just not used enough and this really is a film about Batman and not Bruce Wayne about Batman mm. um, which you don't get people always think they're being new and um, 
uh, an original when they do say, "Oh, well, this version of my my the ver- the version of Batman I'm doing is is more about the Bruce Wayne character and what what drives a person to go out at night and be a, a vigilante." No, this is about Batman. You don't get to see spoiler. You don't get to see his parents die for the four hundredth time on the screen. <laughs> no, no. You uh, just get a few. You just get a few like news reports. It don't does be tease like, it at the beginning. Yeah, at, at the beginning, um, there's uh, the very beginning. Well, there's a little boy, isn't there? Yeah, and you think, oh, uh, okay. Uh, somebody was watching somebody through the window. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, they're going to do their take on on the on the Wayne's death but no they didn't which is good um I've got to say though my MVP aspect of this movie is the soundtrack oh mate yes it is I've had that music in my head (laughs) non-stop it's it's like insane how much that is. Well, I know. So the guy, um, the composer, is that Michael Giancino, who's yeah. got like a big old list of movies that he's done before. You know, so the guy has worked on some big soundtracks, and yeah, this is banging. Uh, it's it's incredible, and I, it's just literally been in my head non-stop. And they use it a lot, don't they? Oh yeah, it's literally um, it's sort of it's sort of played around with and played you know, yeah. all over the shop, isn't it? It's um, yeah, they use that theme a lot. Um, another thing I liked, and I know you did as well, because you both mentioned it after, is it's got a proper rip roaring Batmobile. This one, isn't it? Oh, like, it's the best Batmobile, I think. Like, I think it's yeah, my favourite Batmobile. Same. It looks. Um, I always, I never really liked the Chris Nolan one. I just thought it looked pretty ridiculous, to be honest. I think. Um, I think. It made sense for that world because that's what it would be. It would be something like that. I didn't like it when they did that little motorbike that came out of it. Oh, man, no. Like, his, that was more of a tank, really, his, his, his yeah. old Batmobile, wasn't it? But this one, this, I like this one because it looked like an old, like, 1970s Mustang sort of car with it's the engine coming car, out. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just looked really rough and, like, you could just hear the... It was like a like, monster. Yeah. It was like oh, a monster, like, chasing... It. So, oh, it was really good. Yeah. And that was one of my, my favourite scenes, um, actually, the chase uh, yeah. of, of the amazing... Uh, I'd say actor-wise, this is probably one of my MVPs was Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh mate, the thing is, you you'd never even know it's him. No. I could not tell once it was Colin Farrell. I mean, he's got all the the prosthetics on. He's playing the the penguin, but um, if you I, didn't know, you wouldn't know. Nah, I I couldn't see Colin Farrell at all in, in that. Um, just on that chase though, I just I. I really think they, they, they ruined one of the most exciting parts of the film by putting it in the trailer, which was just this awesome bit where the Penguin has, has escaped Batman, or so he mm. thinks, and there's a huge fire behind him, and he's in the back of the car, and he's looking, and he said, yes, I've got... And then the Batmobile just comes smashing through the fire. Yeah. Like, that was in the trailer, and I'm like, don't put that in the trailer, mm. that was so cool, but I knew it was coming, so I think that's a shame. It's a tough one, because that got me excited for the film. That, that yeah. specific moment got me really excited for the film, but it did ruin it a bit in the moment. I wish I hadn't seen it. Just so cool, just seeing it like burst out, yeah. you know. That was, that was awesome. And actually, that car chase was good. Like yeah. it was, it had a it lot great. going on. There's lots of like near misses and cars flipping over. And um, yeah, it was a good car chase. What did you think of Catwoman? Oh, fucking awesome! Yeah. I I really liked Catwoman. Best she was, Catwoman. No, no. no. Okay. Um, for second, me, second. Yeah, for yeah. me, like Michelle Pfeiffer yeah, is definitely. like the yeah, absolute yeah. one. But um, no, I thought really, really good Catwoman. I thought she was, yeah, I thought she was a great actress. She's not an actress that I really know much about. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. And I thought she was, she was really. Oh, I, I know her mostly as being the daughter of Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> yeah. like, which is a shame, really. But but now we know him as the dad of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Zoe. Zoe. She was yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, she was. She was really, really cool. And that's one thing I would say. I think this Batman film. 
nailed the casting. I think every single person in the main roles did a great job, um, especially Robert Pattinson, but everyone around him was doing a great job too, so I think they absolutely nailed it, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously that helped the film a lot. So before we get into proper spoilers, mate, um, what would you rate this out of 10? Um, I think right now I would give it a seven and a half. Um, I reckon that score might change a little. I reckon it might go up a touch when mm. I watch it again. Um, that's just my initial, like, you know, if, if you know, guns in my head, seven and a half, I would say. Um, like I said, it's so long. There's quite a lot of bits I forget, and there's a high chance I'll watch this again and go, yeah. actually, it's amazing. Um, one thing I would say, though, is that already online I'm seeing people like, just jumping on that it's like a 10 out of 10 that no. it absolutely like shits over the dark night and and i'm just like no i'm Calm like down. come on like let, let's let, this is this is like the, the the dark night is so unbelievably good that this is good this ain't the dark night no. um this isn't like a cultural phenomenon i would say i think that, yeah. i think this is just a really decent batman movie oh, so yeah, it's really yeah. Good. what about you for score what would you, how would you yeah i i it was veering on an eight when i was watching it midway i was thinking this is going to be eight maybe a nine mm -hmm. um but i've demoted it to a seven mm -hmm. because of it, of the length i think it could it could lose 20 minutes to half an hour mm -hmm. um and it and it wouldn't be a problem there. Uh, the problem is a lot of that is the stuff I like about it. So it's a difficult balance to make because a lot of what I like is the brooding and taking its time about things. Like there's a scene at the beginning where um, there's some thugs um, attacking somebody and you just hear some slow footsteps. Batman ain't in a rush in this film no. <laughs> to do anything. No. He ain't in a rush. And you just hear some footsteps and you can see the dreadful on their face. And it takes a while. It takes a hot minute to, to get that scene done because they're not in a rush no. and and I did like that about it but you didn't need that throughout the film and they could have cut it down a bit so yeah I'll give it a 7 out of 10 at the moment but very much like you I want to re-watch it and, and absorb it and take it in now that I know what it is because there are so many elements in it I think that they've nailed mm. um, uh, the music the casting the car the Catwoman the uh, the the feel that noir feeling of of it the the detective aspect of it I just like it was like for adults yeah. like do you know what I mean it was it was you know it was oh, a fifteen it was but it was well, wasn't it it, it was violent, violent you know yeah. and that you saw you saw blood and people getting punched and people getting really injured and stuff and and people dying and I thought yeah this is like an, a real adult comic book movie and um, they usually do really well the Joker did really well Logan did really well this will do well people mm. like a bit of adult comic book stuff do you know what I mean yeah it's... I've got to say also I think another person who was underserved and it was Andy Serkis I think he's hardly in it wasn't yeah, he like... his, his alpha was, wasn't enough and I didn't believe their their um, relationship I don't think they they did enough with those two because no. there's a really like key moment in the film without spoiling uh, involving those two and I didn't feel it as much as I should have mm. um, if that was the Michael Caine uh, version of Alfred with um, in the Dark Knight trilogy um, that that scene would have meant a lot more yeah because, 100% because they've taken their time to build that um, it's smacked ever since I heard your cries <laughs> such a good impression echoing these holes <laughs> what's the other one some men just like to let them watch, <laughs> watch the world, the world burn, burn like yeah um, so another thing about um, about Andy Serkis being in it is that um, he didn't need to be like at all like why did they put like an actor like that who's got like lots to offer in a role where he's only really got probably like 20 lines and he's in it for like mm. three minutes do you know what I mean like if you're going to put him in there let's see what he can do um, let's just hope he, there's something in the next one because yeah. they, they might that swap might that might be what they're thinking of like, we, we've got this guy on board and he, he's going to yeah. be doing bits in the next films but I think a lot of the time they go right who's English <laughs> <laughs> yeah put a pin in it <laughs> yeah, yeah. done but that's not that's nothing against Andy Serkis because he's excellent I just think that they're not that bothered in this film. No. Uh, uh, hopefully they make more of him in the next one. 
There's a, there's one other thing just mentioned. It's really tiny, but there's a really weird line in the film. It's one of the last lines in the whole film, and it just it really stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, bad. Basically, it's when um it's when Catwoman and sorry again spoilers now. So we're going to say about like yeah, the let's end. go into spoilers. Um, so what I was going to say is that at the end of the movie, um, Catwoman and Batman sort of part ways. Um, again, because there's probably going to be a sequel, you don't know if that's forever, but he's pretty cut up about it. He like he quite likes Catwoman, you get the feel. Um, but basically, he, at the end, there's just a really weird line. He, he, t- he says to her when she's going to go, he goes, he just says, oh, take care. Oh, yeah. And like, I don't know why. I just thought he wouldn't say that. Like, I don't know. It's really out of place. And it was really, really strange. So the ending then um, there isn't like a post credit scene but there's like what would be a post credit scene there is in the I was there oh fuck yeah we left it before do we know what, do we know what it is um, apparently it's not really a scene it's oh, more okay. of a uh, oh is it the jo- uh, sorry the Riddler's yeah. computer like beep, yeah, yeah, beep, beep, yeah. oh that's cool yeah, yeah I did read that actually but basically um, we find out at the end don't we that the Riddler's stuck in jail and he's talking to someone and as soon as he started talking everyone knew that it's the Joker yeah. he meant he says one line he says something about um, oh you know did you get caught clowning around or something and like you think okay here we go it's the Joker and yeah. um, we, we see like half his face don't we we see he's sort of behind a prison cell and you can see a little bit of his hair we can't see any colour really but because the whole film was in basically black and white but um, yeah what did you think then what do you think of that scene um it's hard, really. I like... It's not as good as... You think back into uh, uh, Batman Begins. Um, That's unbeatable. That end is yeah, fucking they incredible. tease it with a Joker card and they say this guy's going around, yeah. you know, he's got a reputation. That, that's a tease for the Joker. Mm. Um there's two things. One, I don't think that's how you want to be introduced to the Joker through a prison cell. Uh, if it was just his voice, that'd be fine. But the fact that you saw a bit of his face... Half the mystery's gone, and yeah, that's one exactly. of the things with yeah. the Joker. So that I think was a that's, mistake. I think they've blown their wad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they spunk their load. Yeah, they spunk their load. <laughs> Sorry, they're a bit graphic, but it's true. Um, but I, yeah, I really do think that. And um, I, I, the actor is uh, Barry Keoghan, I think Keoghan, Keoghan, Barry Keoghan. You'll know. Hard to say. He's in uh, the Immortals, and he's very good in the Immortals, actually. And I could imagine he would make a good Joker. Um, but I don't like the fact that his he he he, don't, he wasn't in Joker garb by the way as much as you can see he didn't have makeup on or anything did he mm, no. not that I could see no um, so yeah it's interesting to see what they do with it um, I think it is a bit of a shame that they've they've revealed that much of him you don't you don't see his full face you see a partial bit of it but you get to hear his voice and and we're assuming he's a Joker I mean it's got to be surely <laughs> I mean it'd be mental if he wasn't unless he's one of Joker's goons but he might be yeah. like, you don't know but I, he is the Joker surely I just think like you mentioned Batman Begins I just think it's a rip off of that like yeah. you know the, in the Batman Begins there was you know there was what was his Ra al Ghul Ra al Ghul that's it so he's in the first right everyone was probably watching Batman Begins thinking oh, okay a bit of a different baddie and then they give you that Joker card at the end you're like whoa here we go the second yeah. one's going to be unreal they've sort of done the same with this and I think do something different like yeah. just I, I think this would have been better is have the Joker mentioned in the universe but we don't need to see him. We had a Joker film like standalone about two, three years ago. Like we don't need to see another Joker. Like I don't know. The thing with the Joker is, the more they keep pumping Jokers out, the more likely they are to be shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I just, I yeah, I think that's a shame. Like the Batman has got some awesome baddies. Um, like let's see like another Bane who like I thought was amazing. Uh, but you know Tom Hardy's Bane was awesome. We could see another version of that. Poison Ivy. The last time we saw her, she was like ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Uma Thurman, wasn't it? Like let's see something like that. You know, let's see a new imagining of Two Face. 
face or something you know yeah. um i just oh, don't know two face i'd like to see yeah there's yeah, more they could world. do there's there's different absolutely there's yeah. more they could do for sure um i remember i said to you as well after like while i was watching the film i was thinking mr freeze right that's a really <laughs> stupid fucking character yeah. that people probably think could never be brought back but they could they could they could make mr freeze like a like a serial killer not like a not pumping ice over people but basically murders people and then he freezes them because he's got this like mm. sexual fetish about it yeah. that could be really creepy really horrible fit and in this world fit in this world yeah mm. and that could be awesome and, and batman could solve the crime as, as a detective as he always is you know uh, he could freeze alfred and like you know something yeah. like i don't know that would be cool so i just think that um, I think they went with the easy option with the Joker and I, I just agree. think that was a bit of a poor move but we'll, we'll see I don't wrong three years from now the week before it comes out mate I'm going to be buzzing to see Batman 2 I know I am but yeah, I'm excited to see this guy's take on it I just wish they hadn't revealed as much hmm. I, if it would have been a line and a laugh it might have been different yeah but the fact that they revealed a slight bit of his face albeit not all of it and they had a proper conversation yeah just let us know too much about that character yep. it could, could have been you know one line and then a cackle what they could have done right imagine this they're leading the riddler down through the cells and the one one guard says to the other, where are we going to put him? And he said, put him next to that clown character. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then that would have been cool because everyone would have been like, oh my God, is that the, you know, yeah. and leave it as that. So but, that, that would be more so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anything else worth speaking about spoiler-wise? Um, I like the fact that his uh, bat emblem was a knife uh, and it's made out of an old gun, apparently. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so... The, the parts of it, if you look at them, are actually part of, a, like, a gun or something. So maybe a suggestion that it was the gun that killed his parents? I don't know. Oh! Or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. But, but yeah, that's cool. That, like I say, everything about this Batman had that that really more, like, homemade, bodged-together feel, didn't it? Do you know yeah, what I mean? It, yeah. it wasn't, like, sort of, like, flashy and slick like some of them. It was um, it was gritty and dirty. And he I felt tall but lean, didn't he? He mm. felt, like, big and imposing, but he was actually quite a lean Batman. He's not the size of Bale was in the first one. Yeah. It's not the, certainly not the size as Batfleck got. And he had no, and another thing. He has none of the flash of some of the other Batman. So like Christian Bale used to go to parties and drive Lamborghinis yeah. and stuff. You know, Michael Keaton used to have parties at his mansion. Um, you, you you knew that they had money. This this Robert Pattinson one, he doesn't give a fuck about money. Like no. Alfred says to him one bit, like you really need to see the investors or something because they're gonna yeah. they're gonna like bankrupt you. And he's like, I think of a fuck. Like just he doesn't care. Like he's not bothered. I'd like to see because this is year two. Batman. Batman, isn't it? So mm. he's only been going two years. Um, I'd like to see some of that later. So see m maybe more of the Bruce Wayne in the next one. That's more I'd like to see a, another, a, like a grounded villain rather than a, a, a Joker. Um, unless the Joker's like messing with his business or something. Um, but yeah, we'll see what they do. Mm. It's hard, isn't it? Like you're in the shadow of the Joker, in my opinion, Heath Ledger. And then I think Joaquin Phoenix did something really gritty that would fit into this world. So how do you do it different to Joaquin Phoenix's version? Um, I don't know. They, they there's not much to play with. Yeah. Right? They're going to be copying someone. Yeah, and then how do you even compete with Jared Leto? Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't even finish that sentence. Right no. Amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'll tell you what, that would have been a shock if they uh, oh, if, if they'd got would, him into I doing. think I would have got up and left. <laughs> But no, you're right. How are they, like, say, it's going to be very difficult. But good luck to them. And maybe in three years' time, two years' time, we'll sit here and we'll go, oh, my God. Like, they um, they did do it. They did yep. pull it off. And it is amazing, you know. But they've got a tall order. The other thing is, it might not be that long till the sequel because um, I know this movie was, like, well delayed because of COVID. So I've got a feeling they, like, wrapped on this, like, quite a long time ago. Mm, so did, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they just sort of got going sort of soon on a sequel, you know. It might only be a year and a half, two years or so, you know. It might has, not it, be has it even been confirmed? Uh, 
don't know actually. I haven't seen anything that's been confirmed. But um, no, yeah, you know, I think there'll be hell to bear if there wasn't a new one. This this film is getting a lot of love. Like I see all the reviews on Instagram and things, and people are really liking it. You know, yeah. and then the odd person's giving it like a, a really low score because like they they think it's too moody or something. You know. It's, yeah, I think it's one of those like people went mad for like the 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 Ben Affleck Batman, which I think he was a good. Batman. You liked him, didn't you? I, I think he was a good Batman in bad Batman films. Mm. Um, which is a shame. He could almost be the end of the career version of this one. Mm. Um, you know, over the top, dark and brooding. Because <laughs> he's, now he's all like slick and he's got all of his gadgets at the end of it. But this feels like the, the very start, you know, the start-ish yeah. of his career. It's not um, year one, but it's you know, year two. But mm. uh, yeah, it's the thing is, this one, I wasn't disappointed in the slightest. Um, but it didn't do... It, ha- it hasn't reinvented the wheel like The Dark Knight did or like Batman Begins did. Mm. Um, I think that was a massive change when it came to comic book films. This wasn't different enough to be outstanding, but I didn't leave disappointed. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good to great Batman movie. Yeah, I agree. And I think a few people will be disappointed that this isn't like changing the world like The Dark Knight did. But obviously films like that only come along every, you know, 20 30 years so yeah. it, it was going to be unlikely so yeah i think the scores we give it a fair and um yeah you know if people haven't seen it go watch it cause it's fucking good and yeah. you'll have a good time just make sure you got the, the entire evening free yeah yeah just please just. <laughs> and you haven't got to be up early in the morning because it's a long in it my wife forgot my name by the time we got home that's how, yeah, how long we there's were a new guy there yeah yeah it's like, hang on um, it's like pearl harbor you know, <laughs> yeah um but um they what's it called it's um the the length, like I say, it, I haven't seen a film that long in a long time in the cinema. It's most films, two and a half hours feels like a long time, but three is. How is, long was June? Um, I don't think it was three. I mean, I reckon, I guess two thirty five. That's just, you know, throwing a number out there. Two thirty five. Oh God, that's mental, isn't it? <laughs> that is mental. <laughs> did you actually? Did you just pull that out of your ass? Yeah. Arse? Well, I. I mean, educate guess, yeah. but like no um, time to die was two hours forty five. Or 43. Yeah, that was quite a lot. Okay, yeah, but like I say, there's... Um, House of Gucci, 2 hours 38. Yeah, I sat through that. Fucking that was a, hell. That was a loggy. And that's got Jared Leto. <laughs> I know. I know. I know, that was tough. That was a trial. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, longest film of 2021, because I don't think there's any been this year. Ambience, which is uh, 720 hours. No, that's what? not... <laughs> So I include that. Anyway, uh, yeah, it is a long film, mate. It was too long. Didn't need to be that long. Outstayed its welcome, but had fun. Boom. Right, what's next? So um, I think next on, on, on our list is um, uh, to continue the superhero comic book vibe. We're going to... Um, we're going to basically take the Avengers, and Dan will explain this in a sec while we're doing this. But we're going to get the Avengers, and Dan's going to going to recast the Avengers if it was made in the eighties, yeah. and I'm going to recast the Avengers if it was made in the nineties. And do you want to explain why we're doing this? Because it was something you told me a few weeks ago, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah. Uh, the reason being, in recent weeks and months, there's been a lot of speculation over the uh, new uh, Doctor Strange movie uh, that a trailer dropped for. Um, at, now there's there's rumours that certain characters will appear in it and possibly recast um i'm, I'm not gonna say particularly who it is here actually i will um so i'll say it i'm gonna uh, if you want to skip ahead basically there's supposedly 
Tom Cruise is going to be playing a version of Iron Man in the film. There's been some leaked photos of apparently him on set, um, and apparently there's going to be a version of the Avengers um, recast. So we thought it would be a good idea to do a retro recasting uh, from both the 80s and the 90s. I've got the 80s because uh, I'm slightly older than George, and <laughs> George has the 90s, and we're going to run through. Um, I think we've done the same core kind of original Avengers, haven't we? Um, I've also done a couple more, and I think you've done a couple more, haven't you? Yeah, so I've got a Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I've got a Nick Fury, um, and the rest of mine are just the five or six, the genuine normal Avengers, you know. Up until uh, just before you got here, I had the same, but also I had Doctor Strange, because I had a great idea for Doctor Strange. <laughs> nice. But while I was waiting for you, not that you were late, <laughs> you are on time when I was early, uh, I wrote down another five. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm <laughs> so, looking forward to hearing who they yeah. are. Yeah, awesome. So I'll get, I'll get awesome. into that. So um, what I thought is we'll start with the core Avengers, shall we? Let's start in the obvious place. Um, the worst Avenger, Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> so I want to know who you pick for Hawkeye then. So, so this is like going to be a, someone who is big in the eighties, someone who would fit the bill. Yeah, let's talk characteristics of Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, who do you, what do you see Hawkeye? So um, I, again, I won't spoil who I picked, but Hawkeye I always see as being like a bit of like a side character, as in someone who's sort of more around the edges, um, so not a leading man by sort of any stretch. So the Again, I won't spoil who I picked, but I picked someone who always seems like um, a good, reliable, a good, reliable face, you know, but never like world-beating personality, you know. Mm -hmm. Someone who just fit nicely in the side and just be a good sort of sidekick sort of thing. So that that was who how I picked. Is that okay. sort of how you went? Yeah, kind of, yeah. The, the guy I've chosen is reliable. He's been in some of my favourite films of all time. Um, but he isn't the leading man, you know. Um, so I've gone... I think I've gone realistic, not realistic. Like, just imagine the MCU was massive in the 80s. Yeah. This is people who I think would have been gettable. Okay, you know? yeah, I like w it. With it, I think... It, barring maybe one or two of them. Right. Um, but I'll explain that as you go. I think this person could have played Hawkeye in the 80s. Nice. And I've gone for Michael Biehn. Michael Biehn! Love him! For, uh, so I've shown George Pitch Oh my God, yes, that would be awesome. Mate, that's a really good, like... So just to explain to everyone, Dan's actually put Michael Biehn's head on, um, on Hawkeye. Yeah, he's like the perfect B-movie sidekick understated guy isn't he Michael yeah. Biehn he's got a bit of uh, Jeremy Renner about him he's he's he like has. he's a bit rough around the edges uh, like you said he, he does hang around the edges as well and I, I can I can see his Hawkeye um, and uh, I would like to see his Hawkeye yeah that's brilliant I love it and you're right he's been in I think ours and a lot of people's favourite movies he yeah. recently popped up in The Mandalorian which was pretty cool did he actually um, yeah he um yeah, in, in the Bubba Fett, or yeah, no, oh. in the um, in the Mandalorian. I don't um, even remember that. Yeah, series two. He was in a couple of episodes. Oh, cool. so, yes, no, I do remember. Cool Sorry. to see him. Like yeah, you know, yeah. again, an actor who's very close to a lot of people's hearts. So yeah. great choice, mate. Michael Biehn is the Hawkeye. Oh, as Hawkeye, <laughs> I should say. Awesome, I could see that. Uh, shall I carry through mine, or should yeah, I reckon yeah. just do the eighties. Yeah, so okay. we're doing the eighties, cool. and then we'll move to the nineties. So we've got Michael Biehn lined up. Michael Biehn, right? Okay, nice. so, so Black Widow now. 
my Black Widow choice, I would have had if it was the nineties as well. I think this this, yeah. this this actor could have done could have done it both because I think she would be the perfect Black Widow. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, she's slightly too old for the role now. Oh. Uh, but I've Just, gone um, for. I was going to say a little guess, like yeah. um, what? Because there's someone I thought like, oh, maybe they'll you know. So I was thinking of someone who's massive. I haven't gone with this, by the way, but someone who's massive in the late 80s early 90s so uh, i was just going to ask you is your um actress like a good actress or is she yes. like oh she's a good actor yeah oh different to what i was thinking then right reveal i think there's only one on mine that isn't a good actor but i've chosen them particularly for uh, one reason um so i've gone for michelle pfeiffer oh michelle pfeiffer she would fit the bill yes she would definitely looking good we've and seen her in black leather or pvc outfits as have. catwoman yeah but i think if I'd got her in the eighties into into the Avengers, um, then I would have got her before uh, the the Batman Returns. Before Burton did, and yeah. Can, can and you see her working along with Michael Biehn? You should, yes, you can see that. Hundred percent, yeah, man. I'm just looking, and like I say, the visual aids really help. Like Dan, yeah. like I said, Dan's printing them out for me so I can see a picture of them. And yeah, looking good. Good. Liking that, mate. Liking that. So Michelle Pfeiffer as Black Widow. Well, obviously, characteristics wise, I'm thinking. She needs to be hot. Absolutely. <laughs> first first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. But she needs to be believably capable. Mm -hmm. And we've seen Michelle Pfeiffer do that. Uh, she needs to uh, be intelligent. She needs to be, the, you know, one of the cleverest people in the room. That's all believable with Michelle Pfeiffer, I yep. think. Right, next, Hulk or Bruce Banner, I've cast, really. Because right. my one struggle is, look, I can... I think if I'm cast, casting the actual Hulk, it's going to have to be Lou, Lou Ferrigno, uh, Ferrigno in, in, <laughs> well, in the 80s. Yeah. It, like, there's no one else that can play it. Maybe Arnie, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, some wrestler of some sort, but they, they haven't got the CGI in the 80s. So it's going to have to be two separate actors. So really, I was casting Bruce um, Banner. Um, and that person, for me, Bruce Banner, as, as much as Mark Ruffalo's great, I think there's too much humour in him almost when mm -hmm. I think of Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's this serious, tortured kind of uh, soul um, trying to rid himself of this, like, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Um, and I needed someone brooding and... and um, T takes himself a bit too seriously. Who do you think in the eighties who takes himself a bit too seriously? Ooh, um, oh, top of my head, I don't know. Um, well, I'll, I'll break it to you. Mate. Go for it, mate. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yes. Let's go. Look at that. He's, He's not like hands. the really stupidly handsome action hero, is he? But he, you could see him playing a tortured Hulk. Hundred percent. And, 100%. and, and uh, especially the eighties. Yeah. Um, do you know? Um, I, I didn't, but he he nearly snuck into mine. Oh, like, I was I was looking at Costner because like. Because like, he, he was very much one of sort of like 80s and yeah. 90s. And I was like, oh, Costner. But he... Um, I, was yeah. I was tempted for him with, for Iron Man as well. But um, I had a I had a master stroke. I can't wait to reveal my Iron Man. But I, I can see it, mate. So you've got um, Kevin Costner there lining up with Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Biehn. So yep. a great lineup so far. Loving that. There was only one choice for Thor. Um, <laughs> I didn't need to think about it. Can you, can you um, think who it might be? Uh, off the top of my head. So what about... Um, Dolph Lundgren. Yes, that's yes. who I've chosen. <laughs> Amazing. Let's have a look. Thor. It um, had to be, didn't it? It, it couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, um, he, 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 he can still play like that stupid version of Thor, yeah. um, like, but still be heroic. And, yeah. you know, he's a man mountain. He's built for that it's role. Good body. Yeah. It, yeah. His He-Man was basically a Thor, for, a, <laughs> Thor character. Yeah, a good head of hair. Yeah. He takes every, He can hold the hammer. Enough said. You know, with one or two hands. So, yeah. yeah. Enough said. Yeah, absolutely. So, my cap... Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yeah. 
What does he need to be? So he he needs to be the like the shining light. Like to be honest, right? As like you know, not a massive Marvel fan, I really don't like Captain America as a character. I just think he's, he's too serious. Yeah, I yeah. just really don't like him. If you're going to ask me who was the worst Avenger, the one I just I just not a big fan of him. It wasn't the fact that how Chris Evans played him. I just don't like. I just don't like the character. Have I you seen don't... all the cap films? No, oh, okay, no. that, that so would help. That would that would help. Yeah. You're right. Like I'm only seeing sort of bits of the Avengers here and okay. there. I just I don't know. He's too. It's, I don't like the name Captain America. I just <laughs> hate it. So anyway, so basically, Captain America, I think, has to be like this perfect, um, re- like really big shining light to show like how amazing like an American man could be. You yeah. know, so that's one thing. And you're gonna have to go with someone clean cut, someone who's never done a drug, someone who, someone who. Well, I don't like, know. He became he, Captain he, America by taking uh, drugs. So. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> right do you know what I mean though but it's such a Superhero like story, yeah you know, just just but like, Captain America seems so like clean cut and like you know a goody goody and so yeah. that's the sort of person I'm thinking you're I think you need to watch the Captain America films because yeah, I, I think you got the wrong impression <laughs> of who he is um, but basically, basically in my eyes uh, Cap I, I had to go back to the roots of who Cap is so he was a small guy made big through drugs um, and <laughs> that's literally what he is the best things about him came out of a bottle <laughs> according to uh, Tony Stark um now, he was obviously a massive hero in uh, World War Two, frozen in time. Uh, so he's a leader. You need to, everyone needs to look up to him and like run, you know, with him into battle. Need to be able to follow him, um, and he needs to be a good actor, um, and he needs a good chin. Oh, <laughs> so um, I was thinking maybe. I mean, Tom Hanks was doing well back in the eighties, and he was obviously no, too weak. Know, Two weeks. Two so weeks. I suppose he didn't have the Too weedy. He, he was. I did consider him um, for Ant Man if I wrote down Ant Man, but I, did, I haven't done Ant Man. Uh, it's a bit more comedy. No, I've gone for someone with a bit more gravitas, um, a bit more leadership. I've gone for Robert Redford. Oh my God, Robert Redford. He's Robert Redford. Yes, he's a perfect cap. He is like he's he's got like I say, uh, you know, uh, that face, hasn't he? Where it's like, you, you know, what I mean, a, a shining beam beacon of American, all, all American. Yeah, yeah. he's Just, he's a leader. Yeah. He, he believes in justice he believes in truth in an yeah. American way and he will do anything that's what I mean a role model for yeah. every kid um, you know just a, just a great guy yeah. I love Robert Redford actually not that I've seen loads of his films but the ones I have seen I always like him oh so, he's great yeah so mate that's a great choice I can see him there next to Dolph Lundgren so yeah. this is a fucking great list it's <laughs> good so far Brilliant, uh, again mate. we'll put all the, these up on Instagram once it's uh, once it's done um, now my final like core member yeah. of of uh, of the Avengers, who's missing? It's uh, so uh, Iron Man, who's Iron Man. He, he's like the leader, isn't he, yeah. of, the, of, the, of the group? Kind of, yeah. He's, uh, Captain America's the leader, really. Uh, but Tony, Tony, Tony's kind of the money and and the the outspoken one, and the, I guess the popular leader, you know. Yeah. So for someone who's not like a big Marvel fan like me, like I say, Captain America, I just think I don't know. He seems a bit too perfect. Whereas Iron Man, I'm a bit more like, oh, he seems cool. Yeah. Like, he breaks the rules a little bit. He's a little bit more rough around the edges. Okay. That's sort of like I like this. You know, so yeah. I like it. Break the rules a bit. This is mm. what I'm thinking. Rough around the edges, witty, yep, funny, absolutely. What else? Um, got a acerbic wit. Very, yeah. Got to be very confident. Do you know what I mean? Got to be cocky. Yeah, absolutely. Arrogant, be, even. Yeah, hundred percent. Bill Murray. Hey, <laughs> Bill Murray. Oh my God, you've even drawn his little goatee on there. That's awesome. I love it. Bill Murray as Iron Man. Could you imagine? 
I just think of him delivering some of those Iron Man, those classic Tony Stark lines. You know? Yeah, with really? his like deadpan, just like the way he like raises an eyebrow yeah. and just looks quick witted, not, not giving yeah. a shit. I think he would be a perfect Iron Man. He'd be bloody brilliant. And obviously, you know, around this time, he was. You got to think back to the Ghostbusters sort of Bill Murray. Yeah. So like that's the sort of period we're talking about, isn't there? Yeah. What a lineup. There we go. Michael Biehn, Michelle Pfeiffer as um. So Michael Biehn as, as, as Hawkeye, yep. Michelle Pfeiffer as your Black Widow, mm-hmm. you've got Kevin Costner as um, Bruce Banner yep. in the Hulk, um, you've got Dolph Lundgren as um, Thor, mm-hmm. Robert Redford as Captain America, and you've got Bill Murray as Iron Man, yes. Tony Stark. Mate, what a lineup! That's amazing! Well, so, I, before we get on to yours, mate, shall I give you you've my... You've got a few more, yeah. Nice, so, who yeah. else? you you got Spidey, haven't you? Yeah, I've got Spidey. Yeah. I mentioned to you that I've got a Spidey. Yeah. And there's only one person. You've got to think someone young, youthful, mm. excitable. They, they, although, you know, Tom Holland, for example, seems younger than he is. Mm. And there's, there's one actor in that period that always played below his uh, age, and that is... Uh, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Proper 80s um, icon. Michael yeah. J. Fox. That's amazing. He'd be awesome as Spider-Man. Can you imagine his Peter Parker? Definitely. I 100% could imagine that. <laughs> so that would fit in nicely. Yeah. Now, other one that I've had printed. This is the last one I got printed out, but I'm going to read you my other five afterwards, if that's all right. Go for it. Um, uh, you did actually mention to me that Nick Fury needs casting as well, because you yeah. did yours, so I'll mention that in a second as well. Now, I cast Doctor Strange as well, only because I came across this actor when researching some of the other roles, and I was like, he would be a perfect Doctor <laughs> Strange. Now, this... Basically, my Doctor Strange, I wanted to be a bit older and wiser, mm. and this actor's perfect, perfect, right in that limit for me. I've gone um, for Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland? As a Doctor Strange. Yes, I can see that. And obviously, you put the goatee on there yep. again. Yes, absolutely. Perfect for me. Absolutely. Like, like you say, he's like wisdom, um, you know, older than the rest of the cast. He can, he can like guide them with his, you know, portals and magic. And yeah, man, that's perfect. Go. Right. Awesome. So who else have you got then? Who else have you come up with? So let's go Nick Fury, kind of the guy that brought them all together. Um, now, I could have gone the David Hasselhoff route because he's already played him in a, in a, in a film on. Is that, have you seen that Has he? Before? No. <laughs> I never knew there was a Nick Fury before yeah. Samuel Jackson. No, but I want to keep to the kind of vein of Samuel Jackson. I liked him, him being um, the, the more... Tough motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a leader as well, isn't he? And uh-huh. he's the boss. Yeah. He's the boss. And I wanted somebody with a similar aura about him. And I do like the fact that he's a black leader as well. Um, you look at that, the original Avengers, it's full of <laughs> white guys and a girl. And I think if I recast in the 80s, they probably would have been a, a white Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that, that we do have... A, a black icon in this in this role <laughs> so i have chosen a black icon and that is billy d williams oh amazing from star wars yes, fame Lando. who's in batman and so- yeah, yeah awesome billy d williams what a charismatic guy he is he's yeah, great he's great yeah um so and also war machine war machine ha- has to be a black guy again Delroy Lindo, one of my favourite actors. Delroy Lindo, absolute man, Marin. <laughs> yes. Love him, he's awesome. So he would be War Machine. Scarlet Witch, Kelly LeBrock, you might know from Weird Science. I'm just going to get her face up. Kelly LeBrock. She, yeah. Let's have a little look. She actually looks like, when I see the comic version of Scarlet Witch, she's who I think of. She's got this big 80s hair, um, perfect, you know, figure. Um, I, I think she'd be great. She's got that big old perm going on, (laughs) like I say. Great body, very, like, athletic. Yeah, man, I can see that for sure. And then I've gone Vision. Yeah. 
I see him as being like a very posh Englishman. <laughs> Richard E. Grant. <laughs> oh, amazing. Richard E. Grant in the 80s. Yeah. I'm actually going mean, to get a picture of him up what he was like in the 80s. <laughs> that is amazing. A posh Englishman. Richard E. Grant. You can't get a more posh Englishman than that. <laughs> no, he's perfect for it. Yeah, he's absolutely perfect. Yeah, there he is. And looking he was, good. He was recently in Loki and... Um, yeah, he was recently in Loki, and he was really good in that, and uh, I can see him in this world. And finally, um, Falcon, I've gone with, somebody who's appeared in our uh, in one of our films before, um, uh, Arsenio Hall. Oh, let me get that. I don't rec- I, he sorry, I recognise his name. Coming to America, he was uh, his best mate. Oh, yeah, he was awesome, and so yeah. you'd put him as the Falcon. Oh, Falcon, yeah, so he would, um, yeah, he's, he's kind of, uh, again... He would be that kind of cocky best mate figure, um, again witty, yeah. um, and I think he would be perfect for it. He would, and he would bring a lot of like wit and humour and, and and impressions and things to the role, wouldn't he? So <laughs> yeah. he would sort of definitely lighten it up. So that is wow. your eighties retro recasting of the Avengers. I want to see this. Like I say, <laughs> okay. I just want to see them all interact. It'd it's, be so good. It's really annoying that we don't get to see it, isn't I it? I know. But even to have, you know, gone home, thought about it and, you know, done it on this podcast, it, it's cool to, you know, imagine what could have been, yeah? Mm. Well, let's jump forward into the next decade, mate. And maybe in the future we'll go back in time even further and do retro Why not? Do you know what I mean? We could do 1930s, like <laughs> Bella Lugosi and bloody oh, Michael Rayner or whatever his name was. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, we could do, we could do any, um, any era. So... 90s then. Um, so I'll do the same as you, mate. I'm going to start with um, Hawkeye, who's like like I said, a proper like side character. So like you, I basically wanted someone who, who, who I, not to be, he would this person wouldn't, wouldn't be taking the shine off my other stars. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I thought he'd look, he'd, he'd be good on the side. An actor from the nineties who, who was quite popular. I haven't seen this guy in anything for about 25 years, you know, but he's a very nineties actor. So my, um, Hawkeye is, um, Emilio Estevez. Yes. Um, again, he, he's got that look as well. Like he's got sort of like, uh, you know, like mousy hair. He, he's got the, he basically looks a bit like Hawkeye does in the, in the two thousands. And, Emilio Estevez, obviously an actor who was quite big in the 90s, and so I can imagine him being cast as Hawkeye, so he would be my Hawkeye, Emilio Estevez. Weirdly, I had his brother on my list um, uh, for, for one of the roles. I was thinking um, for his brother. The, I, the reason I didn't put him in is because I wanted to put in of Emilio Estevez yeah. as um, as Hawkeye, but yeah, I was looking at um, Charlie Sheen for uh, one of the roles. Yeah. So the next one I'll do then is like you will be um, will be uh, Black Widow. So um, I've gone with um, someone who was like bit of an ass kicker in the 90s again like she doesn't appear in that much anymore but in the 90s she was a big deal um she was in a bond film so you know she's got she can play she can like do sort of an actiony sort of role so i've gone with um denise richards yeah. as my um as my black widow and again she was just a woman who just sums up the 90s doesn't she you know if i yeah. think of like 90s actresses denise richards is just you know Right there. Yeah, I can see her doing that actually. Yeah, so Emilio Estevez and and and, um, and Denise Richards sort of messing around on the sidelines. So. Weirdly, she uh, was his um, sister-in-law for a while. She was married to Charlie Sheen, wasn't she? Oh yes, good shout. <laughs> so look, that might be awkward um, on set, but yeah, don't worry. The rest of the cast will um, will calm them down. So the next one I'll do then is um, I'll go with um, Hulk. So with Hulk, then um, I went with I wanted someone with like a big personality and also someone who. Um, 
someone who could bring a bit of comedy to the role as well. So I've gone with an actor again who was big in the 90s, who's still pumping out stuff now, but in the 90s was probably his peak period. And like I say, he, a big, you know, he's got a good laugh, a good heart, and I think he would just bring a bit of comedy and a bit of like, um, a bit of feel good to, to my movie. So I've gone with John Goodman as <laughs> as the Hulk. <laughs> what, playing the actual Hulk? Uh, both. Uh, like I say, he'll be... He'll be uh, Painted for green. Yeah, that's it. He'll be white coat, uh, you know, for when he's Bruce Banner, and then off, off will come the coat. And the shorts will rip. And that is very left field, mate. He'll be. Um, like I say, I just think he'd be. You know, he'd be everyone's favourite. Oh, I love the Hulk. Like yeah. John Goodman's such a nice guy. I'd like, like to see him as Iron Man yeah. and see what kind of suit. He's. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. So that's um that's my Hulk then. So John Goodman. So for my four, <laughs> for my four, for my four, I've gone with um, another actor, massive in the the nineties, a uh, real big star. And for this one, I went with someone who's got. Who had, sorry, a ridiculously good body, you know, someone and and who could really pull off the long haired look. So who had, yeah. So a few clues: had a great body, had long hair in a few movies. Brad Pitt. Um, no, oh. um, not Brad Pitt. Uh, appeared in some real sort of adventure films back in the nineties. Um, one was a comedy where he was swinging around <laughs> oh, on trees. <laughs> it is. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yeah. I'll tell you what, if you see pictures of him in the 90s, that guy was ripped. It, and he, he was great looking as well. Yeah, he's a really good looking guy. He had long hair and I just thought, yeah, you'd be my 90s four, you know, so you'll be lining up next to Val Kilmer and bloody Nick Cage and... Um, and he can yeah. do the comedy like Thor does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he would be good sort of swinging the hammer, you know. So That's a, re oh, that's a really be... good choice. I wouldn't have thought of that either. <laughs> Cheers, that's mate. Really good. Amazing. Um, so, moving on then to um, Captain America, who, um, like, you know, is, is the... It's the sort of like shining star, the, the sort of clean cut guy. So I've gone with an actor who had another star in role in the nineties as another comic book hero. And so this guy I could see being a Captain America. He's got the hairdo and he's got the the chiselled sort of look. I would say. So I've gone with Val Kilmer, mm. um, very American. You know, uh, you know, a good role model. I think. You know, I think he would look good in that Captain America suit. So my, he's got the chin. Yeah, he's got the chin. So my nineties, um, my nineties Captain America will be Val Kilmer, and then. We move on to um, Iron Man. So Iron Man, um, like you, I wanted someone who can deliver some some good lines, um, and also wanted someone a bit of a maverick. So like you, you've, you haven't gone with someone who's like automatic. Um, oh my god, that's amazing! So, sorry, I've just interrupted George so because good. somebody's already mocked up uh, Val Kilmer as Cap. Yeah, someone had that idea. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, so I wanted like you, like so you pick Bill Murray. He he was not an obvious choice, Bill Murray, but like he can deliver those lines. He's like a you know he's like a an interesting sort of leading man, you know, someone who's a little bit off kilter. And I've tried to do that as well. So my um, my Iron Man would be Nicolas Cage. Because <laughs> um, I just think, he, again, he'd be able to deliver those lines in like quite a funny way. He he gets into his role so seriously. And I think it would just be funny seeing Nick Cage, you know, being a superhero and being Iron Man. So, yeah, my Iron Man would be Nick Cage. Ironically, he was uh, nearly Superman around this period. That would be mental, wouldn't it? I've heard that before. And like, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that, to be honest. Because yeah. Nick Cage is just, yeah, he's just hilarious. And it would just would have been good to see him as a superhero. Again, someone's already mocked up Nick Cage. Have as they? Iron Let's Man. see. <laughs> Looking good, looking good. Yeah, he's not looking bad at all. 
<laughs> so on to um, on to Spider Man then. So for Spider Man, I was gonna go. I was trying to go for someone who in the nineties had like quite boyish good looks, who you know would be sort of athletic enough to sort of like pull you know pull off the role, and an actor that sort of sprung to mind who had a Toby really... Maguire. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> um, so an actor I thought would um, would sort of fit the bill, uh, who had that those sort of boyish good looks that I was looking for, and I think um, you know would would be you know a, a very a, a peter parker that people sort of are drawn to was rob Lowe. oh yeah um, i can see that do you know what i mean yeah. he, he's got he's just got that, that nice sort of you know a face where you know i mean girls love him but he just he just seems like a sort of nice guy rob Lowe, and i could just imagine him being like a, a peter parker which you know people would be would be popular in the 90s so my spider-man is is rob Lowe, and then finally to bring it all together the the leader of the pack nick fury so um this actor I picked because um, basically I could just I know what this guy looks like with an eye patch and I just think basically <laughs> he looks banging and um, I just think he basically he, he would he would be a good Nick Fury I don't think he'd be as tough as a Samuel Jackson one he'd be a bit more of your your laid back um, sort of like a bit of a stoner sort of Nick Fury so my Nick Fury would be Jeff Bridges Oh wow! Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he'd be a bit more laid back. He would, you know, he'd be a bit. He would again bring a little bit of comedy to the role. And yeah, I could just see him, you know, with his long hair and his beard, and then an eye patch. And I just think, yeah. Obviously, he he was in the first MCU film. Oh, as the the shaved dead baddie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he was. And I think he'd be a really. I think he'd be a good Nick Fury. Mm. So that was my list. Then can I show you uh, David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury? Yes, I need to see it, mate. That is mental. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. from one of the writers of Batman Begins. When did that come out? Nick Fury? It was uh, 1998. Wow, that's mad. Yeah. So that was just a random standalone film about Nick Fury? Yeah. That is so ba random. Back when comic book films just weren't a thing. You know, that, that is mental. A thing. Well, I wonder if it will get into any of our top fives. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I don't know. I wonder... I haven't actually seen it, and I do wonder... What other characters are in it? Should we have a look? Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's none of the Avengers in it, no. Andrea von Strucker as Viper. Okay. Um, no, there's no one worth speaking about. Oh. No, that's it, uh, mate. What a what a collection. <laughs> I, I, I'll mock yours up as well, and we'll put them out on Instagram yeah. so everyone can see them. Like I say, when we see them all sort of together and put there, you know, I think yeah. it's going to look really, really effective. And um, yeah, and as always, if anyone's got their own like thoughts on who they would like to see in their '80s Avengers or their '90s Avengers, you know, or their '70s Avengers, whatever, just you can write in, you can message us on Instagram. You know, we're always up for hearing other people's opinions and things. And I reckon lots of people have lots of opinions who would make a good avenger good stuff yeah let us know what you think um for the time being let's uh, crack on and talk about our top five what are we talking about <laughs> top five <laughs> superhero movies yeah of all time i know i mean this is a tough list it was difficult for me to pick it must be very hard for you to pick because as everyone knows yeah. like, obviously you're a massive superhero comic book uh movie fan i'm like sort of basically there's ones like there's films of this uh, genre i really like but then there's also i'm not as interested in it as dan so like there's lots of uh comic book movies that i haven't seen but basically there's a lot of movies in this category that i do love so it was hard to pick how did you find it picking? i found it nearly impossible mate i'm not happy with my top five but <laughs> oh, <laughs> tough, I, it? I can't do it i literally like it's so much of it depends on what mood I'm in. Like mm. you'll, you'll tell by my top five that they're, they're very different. Um, but yeah, it's, it was very difficult. And look, 
complain about my top five all you want because I'll probably agree with you. Uh, <laughs> how did you not get this in? How did you not get that in? Yeah. yeah, well, this is how I was feeling at this point. I'll probably, when I'm editing this, I'll be going, what the, f- why didn't what you put this? <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, this is my top five for now and maybe we'll revisit in a year and see what we say. Nice. Um, so I think like, so I've said, as we always say, like we know that these aren't the best movies. They're mm. just what we think are the best, you know, for, and uh, there's movies in my list, in my five, where I know there's better films, but yeah. I just to me, it is, you know, one of my favourite. They're my favourite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, by all That's means, what it's all yeah, about. I don't think they are necessarily, you know, the best, but they're my favourite. <laughs> they're, they're the ones I enjoy the most and go back to the most. Um, and yeah. I, that, that's the way I've gone about it. And as usual, we'll take turns and uh, counting down from five, and uh, we'll wait until either both persons person have said, both people have said a one if they both if both appear. So if I say, for example, number five is Spider Man three, um, and you can say no, that's not on my list, then we'll discuss it. If it is on your list, we'll wait until you have brought it up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, neither of us will say Spider Man three. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I said it. <laughs> but um, no. I, I, I'd be—I I think there's maybe one, possibly two movies that might appear on both lists. But yeah. I would be very surprised if there was more than two movies that I, are on the same list. I, I agree. I, I think, think I think maybe two of mine are on your list. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, I think there's one as a guess. I think there's one definite, and I think there's a second one, which is it is fifty fifty whether it'd be on your list. But I um, think there's two on my list that you haven't seen. Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. So I'll be, you know, interested to hear. So do you want to kick off then, Dan? Do you want to go with your number five? What is your fifth favourite comic book movie? So at, at this time... <laughs> at this my, time. Yeah, my number five <laughs> is Captain America Civil War. Okay, so funnily enough, it doesn't appear on my list. Um, that's the third Captain America film, and that's the one where yep. Spider-Man comes into it. Yep. Is that Have right? you seen it? No, I haven't no, seen it. Yep. So go for it, Dan. What is so amazing about Civil War, in your opinion? So this is uh, a Russo's brother one. So, you know, if you've seen Infinity War and, yep. and Endgame, this is uh, one of their entries. And I think it was the first one for me where I started seeing the potential of what this universe was becoming. Um, now, there had been an Avengers film by this point, um, maybe even two, um, but uh, things had really escalated and you started seeing your heroes battling each other. You know, coming that, that airport scene um, was just incredible. I'm sure you've seen it in trailers and stuff like that. Yeah, going at each I've other. seen Spider-Man's first entry into the Marvel Yeah, he pops up. He's, he's kind of an incidental character, though, you know. Um, he, he doesn't make a massive impression for me in this film. It's, it's not the best thing, but... Um, the, the thing this is why i was saying earlier about you seeing if you can go and see the captain america films because this um this one for me winter soldier um i've really struggled to choose between this and winter soldier because they're two of my favorite marvel films mm. um i know that's commonly called the best marvel film winter soldier yeah it's up there with me but i think the civil war adds more stakes and adds more emotion because of what winter soldier was so mm. there's that that core relationship one between uh, captain america and the winter soldier or bucky and also his new friend of this era tony stark and and basically caps getting torn between the two people there's this um sokovia accords which is basically because of all the shit that happened in age of ultron and yeah that it did come before this um basically superheroes are seen as you need to start registering um so it's kind of this race act type thing um common common you know it's like political commentary um and uh, there's an argument there's a split down the middle of the avengers and that's why they end up fighting it's not because of a, an argument over something trivial it's over actually their 
life and and how they want to be governed. And ironically, it's CAP, the one you'd think that would want to stick to the rules and do what the government says, that rebels against it. Uh, he's the one that says, no, I'm not being oh, wow. I'm not being held down. We're, you know, we, we, we decide what's right and what's wrong. We're not getting told by mm. people who get voted in, people who can be corrupted what to do, and we're not becoming weapons. Whereas Tony, who you would think would, is the rebel, is actually flipped because he's got PTSD and he's like, he's like no, we, we really need to start putting a, uh, you know, we need to start locking ourselves down a bit because what happened in Age of Ultron, basically Hulk went mad, things got crushed, the whole city got dropped, people are dying all over the place and the Avengers are kind of getting blamed for some of it. Mm. And he's like, yeah, we do need restraints, you know. So they kind of flip in that way. And there's that core relationship. Some stuff in Tony's past comes into it. Now, again, I don't want to go through, <laughs> rambling on about it, but basically the stakes are high. The action is great. Black Panther's in it. You know, it's one. It's his first appearance. Spidey's in it. It's his first appearance. Ant-Man. It just all starts growing. And, and I think the end is not what you expect. And it changed the future for all the Avengers films. It could have all been the Avengers always get along and they do this, but this is what split things up and started the whole Infinity Saga going the way it went. Because this is the thing where everyone it went in their different directions and then, as we all know, in Endgame, they all come back again. That's oh, the yeah. first time they're all back together Makes again. it more powerful, doesn't yeah. it? They've all split up at one point and then they all come back together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't see them together until that and that scene. And that's what th- that's so much emotion in that that scene where everybody's going nuts in the cinema because we haven't seen them to them people together since that 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 time yeah i see so um, everyone's gagging for it yeah so th- there's obviously infinity war you get aspects of that but i just think civil war is just a, a i was gonna say a masterpiece i don't think it's not my favorite comic book <laughs> movie but it just is it's perfect for what it is and th- that's what got me obsessed with the marvel films i loved the marvel films before then but i was i was just gagging to see what the future was going to be and oh shit like these people aren't talking these people have gone missing hulk's yeah. gone here and they're taking a few risks. They weren't doing it. They it wasn't like they weren't the usual playbook of everyone yeah. getting on. They were like the goodies were all splitting. Up. Not I've seen it, but it yeah. sounds like the goodies were splitting up and like they're trying anything to can happen. And, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I saw this, anything can happen. And I thought this is when I knew like the Russos, the Russos, the right people to like mm. helm. The, those future movies and um yeah i love it i, I, I want to go and see it now after speaking about it. <laughs> you definitely should see it though mate i think you should you should go and see cap the first captain america is fine yeah it's fine I've, I, actually that's one of the the few i've seen yeah, i've seen that it's, it's okay it's like red skull and all but that. no but yeah. yeah go and watch winter soldier because yeah. it's fantastic it's, and, a, it's a spy film robert redford's in that by the way. my right captain in, america i'm right in thinking as well it's the first in the actual timeline in it it's the most far back in time like captain um, america the, is the if you if you watched them in order of like now winter soldiers modern day winter, oh is it yeah. which is the one where it goes back to the war that's captain america right i got it so that's the Avenger. very first yeah. right gotcha right winter soldiers modern day yeah Although the Eternals goes back thousands of years. So, oh wow! Uh, so now that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the first. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I would say definitely watch Winter Soldier. It's basically a spy thriller. It's more of a kind of yes, yeah, hard to explain. It's more, I wouldn't say James Bond. It's more like Mission Impossible type thing, but yeah. with superheroes. And that that again, that central relationship between you know it's my best friend i'm fighting obviously spoilers if you don't already know but <laughs> bucky barnes is um yeah his best mate and he's fighting him in the winter soldier i, I shouldn't be talking about the winter Soldier, but basically <laughs> mate go and watch the captain america trilogy yeah 
I need to tick that off. Yeah. And then I might have a different view of Cap. Yeah, that's what I think. I think you haven't seen him in the right roles. No. You've seen him when he's at his most geeky, when he's in the group. Yeah. And the, but like when you see him standing next to Tony Stark, you're like, you're so boring, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like compared yeah. to Tony Stark, so Tony Stark's so cool. Yeah. And Spider-Man's so cool and Thor's so like awesome. I don't know. You're right. I, I need to go and see them and then I can properly talk about Captain America. So mm. your number five then, Civil War. Um, so my number five, I'll give it to you. And then if it's in yours, we'll, we'll wait till it comes up, you know, in your list. Um, so my number five is um, is Batman Returns, the second Tim Burton one. Does it appear in your list, mate? It does appear on my list. It does yeah. appear in your list. Do you know I'm surprised? Like, mm. I was thinking, oh, well, not Dan's going to pick. Oh, not Dan's going to pick. And so that's awesome. So maybe what we'll do is we'll leave that one then until it comes up in your list and then we can, like, talk about it together because yeah. we're obviously passionate about that. So what is your number four? My number four is... Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There go. So, yeah, you, you talk about it first, mate. It came on your list uh, first. Let's let's hear what you got to say about it. So, um, I really like both the first two um, Tim Burton Batmans. Um, I, I really like those films. And reason being, predominantly, is just the world that he's created is fucking incredible, you know? Like, it, that... It, I mean, Nolan did amazing Batman films, but probably better than Tim Burton. Yeah, they are better. But the world Tim Burton, Burton built is better than anything Nolan did world building wise I think um, even the new Batman has a great Gotham but it still ain't a patch on Tim Burton's Gotham it's so good his Gotham anyway so I love those first two movies and re-watching both of them um, I prefer Batman Returns because it's so like Tim Burton so just basically just some mad shit going on all the time you know the penguins with the bloody like fireworks on their back um the the the, the like say the, the the gotham at christmas you know it's all snowy massive christmas tree everyone's dressed in these like 1920s like clothes everyone looks like they're like a like a 1920s reporter the architecture the massive statues the 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 buildings of gotham it's just it's so drenched in like that timber and magic so i absolutely love um both his films and returns is my favorite um the second thing i love about Batman Returns is it's got two amazing like protagonists. Um, you got the um, you got the Penguin, and I'm surprised people don't talk about um, the Penguin um, with more love. Like people talk about how amazing Jack Nicholson was as the Joker in the first Batman, and people talk about Heath Ledger obviously, and they talk about Tom Hardy, but no one ever says about Danny DeVito. He's one of my favourites. He's unbelievably good. Like you know, we, everyone loves Danny DeVito. You know, he's got a great little stature about him. You know, he's, he's perfect for certain roles. But in this, he's like terrifying and funny, and just he's got a look that disgusting. Yeah, he's just eating fish and just <laughs> biting people's noses. He's black like, goo coming out of his mouth yeah, for some reason. Just all the time, just spewing out deformed and he, hands. Yeah, he's really creepy, yeah. and his performance is great. And so. Um, he is a part of the film I absolutely love and I just think not enough people talk about how good a performance that is and then the second um, the second baddie uh, well she's more like a sort of like anti-hero she's mm. like a little bit uh, on side with Batman and a little bit not but is, is, is Catwoman now Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman again is my absolute favourite like she is well creepy you know so she gets pushed out that window and um, basically she just goes a bit mad she goes into her flat and just trashes it she just starts drinking milk and it's just going all over her like she gets all her clothes and makes a really cool looking catwoman suit um there's no sort of like reason to her her being as mad as she is it's just tim burton has gone well my catwoman is going to be an absolute nutter here she is she, and, she died and got brought back to life by cats licking her yeah uh, it, there's no explanation that, needed sent her mad. yeah and again i just i just think she's absolutely great and and 
like I say, so you've got the Penguin, you've got Catwoman, you've got Michael Keaton, who's a good Batman. I don't think he's one of, the, I don't think he's the best Batman, yeah, but I he's, think he's a very good Batman. Yeah, but he's he's like I say, he's good and he's solid. Yeah. And so I love this movie because one, the world Tim Burton has built is just so awesome and great to look at, and two, it's got two of my favourite baddies in in a Batman movie. So what about you? Why do you love Batman Returns? Well, all of the, all of the, what you just said, a hundred percent agree with you, mate. Like on every aspect of what you just said, uh, I think Danny DeVito is criminally underrated. I do think people our age uh, rate him a bit more, and I do think this is a g- perfect example of the sequel being better than the original. Um, you know, people hold Batman in high esteem, and I think they should. But this is when Tim Burton really got going, in my opinion. It would have been nice to see the Joker uh, reprise his role in this. I'd like to see Jack Nicholson back here, but it's a shame he didn't. It asked for too much money, probably. Um, uh, but yeah, the the whole, the Penguin character is just absolutely fascinating the the whole like tim burton like you said is just perfect for this this mm. this this world and he's created like as you said like you look at the world building like christopher nolan fine he he's basically doing a version of chicago t- slash new york isn't he yeah um, just it, big buildings yeah just and big buildings. You, you'll get the old like in batman begins i think there's more of a, a feel of what gotham is i think you lose it in in dark mm. knight and dark knight rises i think in the, the other two with nolan that it's more the buildings of like glass it's, yeah, it's too and, real yeah it, it's and too real. basically yeah. he's just filmed real buildings yeah. whereas burton's like he's done like Original. miniatures yeah. and, and there's painted cityscapes and stuff and so i watched both these films back to uh this weekend actually the Tim Burton ones and like there's a few bits that do look a little bit ropey but it doesn't matter because no. just the feel of it, it well, just, it's supposed it's to just, feel otherworldly isn't yeah. it it's like Edward Scissorhands you know yeah like obviously again he's just built this fantastical world and, and it is creepy everything he does is a bit creepy and again he's doing that loner character isn't he <laughs> that weird loner character <laughs> who's, who's grown up in the shadows um, coming out and, and making a difference in the real world uh, you know Penguin's basically another Edward Scissorhands um, but a bit darker and it is a stroke of genius to make that penguin character not just a gangster in a suit with an umbrella this is an actual guy who's half man half penguin living in the sewers it is it is a great idea and obviously like that nose biting scene mate oh mate that's grim really (laughs) grim the the blood proper spurts out doesn't it um and all through the film you know the uh, the penguins making these really like really rude like uh, remarks to like women and stuff and like again like looking back at it now you think oh that's pretty bad what he says you know he's like oh i'd love to get inside you (laughs) like he's a proper sick bastard and he's just a great baddie for Batman and yep. um, and also just like hilarious things like the bit where um, the penguin gets really annoyed with Catwoman and he basically just hooks her up to one of his umbrellas and off she goes flying up in the <laughs> yeah, air and it's yeah. just so stupid but um, it just works and I just think some of the later Batman movies have um, have like lost a little bit of the like fun oh, and this, the one you know we've just I mean? seen has no humour in it well, there's not a, one single funny moment in it no there's not and like I think Burton's ones they walked like a fine line but perfectly between between being serious and dark and yeah. like spooky but also having like a bit of a smile and um, I think that worked really well you know mm. I think um, there's a, definitely a place for that and I, I thought Nolan's ones as well were, were very serious very straight and I just think it's nice to see Batman um, not so much Batman the character but just the world being a little bit more kooky and, yeah. and, and, and comic booky do you know what I mean and Gotham is such a character in, in his films and so yeah I think rightly in our, in our top five so that's cool we both mm. had it in our top fives so should we move on then to uh, oh so you've done your number four yeah. so it's time for my number four so my number four is um, Spider-Man Homecoming mm. 
Is it in your top no. five? Oh, wow. So um, I'll talk a bit about Spider-Man you Homecoming. You love Spider-Man Homecoming. I do. It's, it's, crazy, just a, don't you? it's just a great movie. It's yeah. great. So I love all three of the Tom Holland ones, but I love this one far and away the most. Um, basically, the thing that really stands out about Spider-Man Homecoming is that there's two... I'm, I'm going to say there's two spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. But basically, there's two like twists in this film that like I really didn't see coming. And I just felt like they, they the twist felt so natural to the film they really made the film go from like being like you know a six or a seven to me to like an eight or a nine i loved it and so the two parts i'm talking about i really did not see it coming that the girl peter parker was loving all the way through the movie um was the daughter of michael keaton's falcon you know yeah. that was great and there's an amazing scene i love that bit where he's driving peter parker and uh, his that daughter is tense, isn't to, it? to the to the mm. prom it's really tense and i love it the way michael keaton's looking in the back in the back mirror and he's looking at tom holland that scene really sticks with me and I just thought that was a brilliant um, you know U-turn for the film to take and it just it really caught me off guard often you can see twists come in and things play out just how you thought they would that didn't and that really mm. surprised me um, the second thing is when I first watched Homecoming, I was thinking like, oh, that's strange. They haven't got like an MJ character. They haven't got an MJ character. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe she'll be in the next one. Maybe she'll be in the next one. And again, I never clicked that that girl who was hardly in the first, who was like pretty moody, who didn't want to talk to anyone, was actually going to become the, the MCU's MJ. Mm. And um, it's just that last little scene at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but when someone says, oh... Um, uh, MJ he's like what's your name and she says oh MJ doesn't she yeah she, it's like Michelle or something yeah. it? rather than Mary Jane he's like I didn't know she's like yeah I call myself MJ or something and yeah. you're like oh my god that's yeah. it and again I didn't see that coming and so both those two things um, made it for me not just another superhero film I just thought that the film really played with where I thought it was going to go um, add on to that some great action scenes I love that scene where that they're, they're in that lift uh, going up the, the obelisk in the mm. middle of Washington DC yeah. um, I, I love seeing like Tom Holland trying to like juggle being like you know, a teenager at school and be Spider-Man. Um, he's really good, isn't he? He is awesome. He's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And like I say, I, every single film I've seen Tom Holland in, I've really enjoyed. So there's something about that guy for sure. Um, I also just, I, I, I love like how it sort of kicks off with like Tony Stark taken into that, like um, he, <laughs> they say to Aunt May, it's some sort of camp, don't they? And he's basically gets taken to the Avengers like headquarters yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I think Spider-Man Homecoming is brilliant. I love number two and I love number three, but Spider-Man Homecoming is absolutely banging. It's got Michael Keaton in, who I think is a, you know, a really good, uh, Vulcan not that Vulcan's a character I knew much about before but again it's just a cool baddie mm. um, yeah I really liked it and again I, I believed in the baddie like Michael Keaton was sort of doing what he was doing for a good reason he was he was like farming um, or he was nicking wasn't he the um, the, the the sort of shrapnel off the, the alien spacecrafts yeah. and stuff and I think when the baddies have a good motive and, and you can understand why they're doing it it, it has it works so much better yeah. and I, I believed in that baddie I really liked Tom Holland and yeah I just think it was a, it's a great great movie you're a fan you're homecoming yeah really like it it's do like I said it doesn't make my top five but I do think it's a great trilogy are all of your top five Michael Keaton films mate <laughs> No, only another two. I'm joking. No, uh, a little spoiler. I've got no more Keaton coming up. There's, he, he's 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 gone. Done. So that's my number four. So would you like to do your number three? My number three is one I think you haven't seen, uh, but I might be wrong. Um, and that's Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen it. Mm. Haven't seen, all I know is that it's hilarious. It's got the Hulk in, and it's an absolute blast. Go for it, then, Dan. What's yeah, uh, that's it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, uh, it's it's one of those that. It's so much fun, and um, as I was saying earlier, I want to see some more fun in the comic book world, and and this is what um, Taika Waititi brought to this world. Um, it is it 
it's an all-out comedy. It, it's not like um, Avengers, where it's a you know superhero action film with a bit of comedy. It's it's jokes after jokes after jokes, but with great action scenes and you know great great enemies, great stakes. I think Chris Hemsworth is outstanding. He is so so good at the comedy side of things you you see him in even bad films and he's incredible like in ghostbusters you know that remake he was the best thing about that i think his comic timing and the fact that he's this ridiculously good looking adonis like mountain of a man but he can he can take the piss out of himself and um and do it well um it just it just works incredibly and it's, it's one of those that i feel like going back to quite often um and it's just, yeah, I, I just think that it's very knowing, it's very funny, it's very original. The soundtrack is incredible. It's got some of my favourite bands on the It's got Led Zeppelin on the fucking soundtrack. Nice. Um, it's just it's just brilliant. And, um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I'm, I, again, I'm sure most of you have seen it. Um, but if I was to recommend one on this list um, uh, for you, George, uh, please, that would be it. please see for Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah. It's also got Hulk in it, obviously, which is a bonus. Yep. Um, Buddy movie. Loki. Um, Jeff Goldblum, for fuck's sake. Like, why? Why would you not want to see that um love him it, it's incredible awesome so that's your number number three number three so my number three um is um basically it's it's uh it is a comic book film you know the guy in it isn't really like a superhero but it is a comic book you know it's actually one of the comics i've actually read you know because um i had the i had the comic a few years ago so i've read the comic and i've obviously seen the film so it's one of my like favorite movies anyway so i thought i have to get it in the list somewhere you know i really really like this film um so this film is v for vendetta oh yeah um, do you like V for Vendetta? I do. It's it's not particularly critically <laughs> acclaimed out there. A lot of people hate it. Yeah. I Basically, right, so I, there's a lot of things I really, really like about this film. So, first thing, um, Hugo Weaving, Natalie Portman, two like really good leads. Um, I love his voice. Obviously, we don't see his face in the whole film. He's just wearing that Guy Fawkes mask. But I absolutely love hearing Hugo Weaving talk all day long. He could read anything and I would just like to hear it. So that's the first big plus for me. The second thing is I absolutely love the the the, the way it stirs up that feeling of like rebellion and, and to take on the, the powers of the system. And I watched it back this weekend. And I'll tell you what, the film... The film feels as like relevant now as like ever because of the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, especially all this like fake news shit, all this, you know, controlling the population, not letting, you know, certain countries watch certain types of news and all this stuff, which is terrible. And Viva Vendetta really like pushes into that. Mm. Um, another thing I like about it is that it's really, really British. So the comic book was written by a Brit uh, in the 80s uh, who was sort of rebelling against like the Thatcher, you know, 80s and the sort of feeling, you know, that the country had then. So the film has a British feel as well. I mean, most of the cast are, the best way I could describe it, are the, are, the, are the sort of actors and actresses you would see on like a Sunday night ITV drama about police in the, in the UK. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're, they're really English sort of, you know, not massive stars. And like I say, I, I think that's refreshing to see, you know, in, in a big like Hollywood, you know, production, they've used, you know, British actors and British locations. And the film does have a real sort of British tinge, you know. Mm. Um, what I would say is that, I know that this film, a lot, a lot of the acting is, I would say, a bit creaky. Um, a lot of the lines are a bit stupid and things. So there's things I can see um, 
And there's reasons why I can see people wouldn't like this movie. Yeah. But to me, I just think it's a really good, um, exciting romp, you know? And it, like, especially those bits where he's blowing up buildings and there's fireworks and the music's going, it's all classical stuff. And I don't know, it just gets me, you know? I just, I love that feeling of like rebellion and like, you know, rebelling against the power and stuff. And so, yeah, it's a film I really like. I always go back to it every few years. I really enjoy Fever Vendetta. And um, yeah, I watched it this weekend and I, I still have a lot of love for it. So. I want to rewatch it now. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen it for so long. Oh. Long time. Good. I, I really like it. And um yeah, I, I think as well, right now, like I said, with the whole political climate, like there's it's got a good message this film, you know, it really does. Well the it mask is. is enjoyed, isn't it? People are still wearing that mask, the anonymous crowd yeah. is still wearing it. It's so iconic that mask mm. now. And um yeah, I, I really like that film. And you're right, I, I don't think it gets a, a lot of love for Vendetta, it but um yeah, it's my number three, and you know, not that I could ever do like a top twenty, top thirty, top forty movies, but that would be definitely in my top few movies. I really oh, like wow. that film, you know, it's oh, one nice. of my sort of you know I, I could never do a top what's my favourite 10 films oh, say but well, it that's would what be, I feel like I'm doing today it's, it would be <laughs> it's tough but yeah so my number three V for Vendetta just before you move on mate you said something there about um, it had a lot of like television uh, casts in it you know like television actors um, I noticed in The Batman uh, there was a there was an actor in there who I remember from EastEnders um, it was do you remember Trevor like the the Scottish guy who hit Mo with yeah, an iron. Yeah. Did you see him in it? I didn't see him in it. He was in... Um, cool. Funny you say this. My cousin, so I texted him on the Saturday morning going, what do you think of Batman? And he texts back going, oh, yeah, it was awesome. I like this, I like this, didn't like that. You know, chatting away. And he went, funny to see Trevor from EastEnders yeah. pop up. And I was like, I didn't see him. Well, it's so weird because I spot, he's, he's put on a bit of weight now. Right. And he's, and he's bearded. Yeah. But I remember seeing he was in Chernobyl as well. Yeah, it was not about. Yeah, 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 it was not Because he, yeah. he was a minor when he... Yeah. yeah, I remember that. But weirdly, I'm not doing this on purpose. Uh, this morning. I watched a film. Um, have you seen Guy Ritchie's The Wrath of Man? No. He's in that as well. What? Yeah. He's popping up in everything. Yeah. So I was just looking at his um, backlog. He's in, he's in a new TV series called The Devil's Hour. <laughs> but yeah, Danny Boy uh, TV movie, The Batman, The Wrath of Man. Mental. He's, he's, he's doing well for himself. Well done, yeah. Trevor. Fair play. You've come a long way from Albert Square. <laughs> yeah, his name's Alex Ferns, by the way, and I think he's a very good actor, actually. I think he was... You'd recognise him from Bat The Batman. He's that guy. He's a, one of the yeah, de he's... detectives. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, it was was he the commissioner? I think. Oh, so he was the one having to go at Gordon all the time. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he had like a reasonably big part. Okay, yeah. cool, nice. Yeah, mate, I would never have recognised him. Like I yeah, said, my cousin obviously did, but Pete Savage. Um, there we go. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, where were we? That's right, mate. So I've done my number three. So um, now it's time for you to do your number two. Two. So um, we're getting to the big ones now. Yeah, my number two is, uh, this was a tough one. I had to choose between two of, t two very m massive cinematic experiences for me. So uh, could this have been number one then? Like No. No. Oh, wow. I had to choose between this and another one. I had to decide which one I liked the best. So this is a tactical choice between right. this. Um, I'll tell you what it is. It's Avengers Infinity War. Ah, so that's not on mine. Okay. And am I right in saying this is the like the one before the end one, is yes. that right? Endgame's the last one. Yep. This is right, okay. I have seen this. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, the, I had to choose between this and Endgame. I couldn't right. have both on there. But the reason I chose this one yeah. is because of what it did and how original it was. Much like I was saying about Civil War, this this one really changed the game as well. 
it had such a sour note of an ending that people didn't believe they did it. Like, in a superhero movie, half of the cast dying was just unheard of. Um, Thanos is, like, a huge character in this. He's basically the protagonist. He's the guy you're following throughout. There's some uh, incredible superhero moments. The, the, The arrival of Thor on the Battle of Wakanda is just like outstanding like uh, hairs on the back of your neck in the cinema type thing um you know i I always think back to you see obviously uh, the the hulk in it well bruce banner because the hulk won't appear because he's scared of thanos um and uh when thor arrives he goes ha ha you're screwed now and that that always rings in my head of how excited he is to see his friend come back who's been missing all this time uh again stakes couldn't be higher like literally half the world dying and you're like, how the fuck are they going to recover from this in the future? I remember there are a lot of discussions about people at the time saying, I can't believe they killed off this cast. A lot of people believed that those characters weren't coming back. Like I was, like most of us, like surely, I don't think you would have believed that. Uh, but most of us were like, well, they're going to find a way to bring it back, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people were like, I can't believe they killed, you know, such and such and this and Spider-Man and all these characters gone they've only just introduced doctor strange he's dead already like well obviously they're coming back but a lot yeah. of people at the time were like what Did. the fuck what was that year gap between uh two years i think two years wow it's quite big in there is it because i went to see i went to see this right thinking it was the last one in the series oh really um because you know as, as i always say you know i'm not massively into marvel but i thought well i'm gonna watch the last one you know i want to see what sort of happens you know oh, it's but it's actually one year one year so right yeah. but um so I have big memories of this film. I tell you, basically, because I hadn't seen most of the other Marvel films, I was majorly confused. Like yeah. I remember, um, so am I right in saying this is um, in this film? Thor's got an eye patch. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I just remember so vividly watching the movie, um, not having any idea that was Thor, and then and, like, and you know, until like quite near the end, and I thought that's Thor. That's not. I was like, he's have blonde hair and be all like, you need to watch Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, but the gaps are. Uh, Mate, did you, did you enjoy the? film though yeah overall did, I, did I liked it Endgame? I mean it, what's it called it, I enjoyed it enough that a year later I went to see Endgame in the cinema because yeah. I wanted to see how obviously all that all ended with them all sort of blowing up can into you imagine how much more you'd like it <laughs> if, if you've seen like the films that like tear up because like you don't like Cap imagine if you liked Cap and watched those films imagine like, like, especially that scene in Endgame where he's like the only last man standing imagine yeah. if you liked him I know imagine, I know like, and thought like mate. what an experience I would have had yeah. but um, yeah well one day like it is a big old uh, bucket list thing I'll go back I'll watch every single one back to yeah. back and then I'll be the biggest fan ever but um, no I, what's it called it, it is very good how can you pick that one then over Endgame I just would have thought I think it's End- a better film you think it's better like, yeah? I love Endgame and it has the I think it has the better moments There's a couple moments in Endgame that literally make me cry um, but, but Infinity War I just think is a better film um, it, it hurtles along um, I think End, Endgame has, has some bits that c- could have hurried up a bit I think as a lot of films do it sagged in the middle a bit I think Infinity War was just hurtling through the whole thing the fact that the bad guy was basically the protagonist in the film and you sympathised with this guy that wants to kill half of life in in the universe um, and, and you get why he's doing it but you don't want him to win um, and the fact that he does win is just like that just doesn't happen like no. it doesn't happen now they had the the luxury of knowing that they, you know they're going to follow this up with a hell of a comeback and the fact that Thanos gets killed in the first like 10 minutes of Endgame as well was just like what the fuck like it's it's crazy and I remember sitting in 
in the cinema at the start of Endgame. Everyone's like, what the hell? What's happened? You know, what, what's going to happen? Mm. And then the first thing on screen is five years later. And everyone's like, oh, what? And like, literally, Thanos won. Like, five years later, and he, it, they haven't managed to reverse it. He literally won. Because a lot of people th- thought it was going to take place straight after. Yeah. Maybe they get hold of the stones, get everyone back, and then they have a battle at the end. But no, like, there's five years of half the people in the universe missing. And... And that was all set up by this film. And I basically see them as one long film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, both of them are long films in their own way. But yeah. together, I see it as one long film. They're, they're basically t- as a two-parter. But I think the first part is is the less of the fatty one. I think it's it's slicker. And um, yeah, it adds a lot to the, to the world. It's a great film. Well, good choice for number two. Um, so eager to hear what your number one is but yeah. my number two um is spider-man 2 <laughs> oh, um does that appear in yours no, no so it's narrowly one, missed though. out though mate narrowly missed yeah. out. i know it, you've got a lot of love it was and... fighting with captain america civil war actually oh. uh, uh, we'll speak about it but um, yeah why, why is spider-man 2 mate um basically love this movie um so uh when the spider-man movies came out you know i was sort of 11 12 13 14 you know so i was prime sort of age to go and watch them um really liked the first spider-man movie and like I say when I when I knew there's a second, obviously you know I was, I was straight there. Now I'd seen in the like previews and stuff the the baddie like Doc Ock, and not being a big comic movie fan, you know, or comic book fan, I didn't really know too much about Doc Ock. But from the trailers and stuff, I remember as a kid thinking that looks well cool, and I was completely right. Like again, I rewatched this film this weekend because I just wanted to refresh myself, and man, that movie is good. So mm. my main thing I like about it, um, it two things actually. One, the film actually is like juggling like quite a lot going on. So you've got um, um, the whole thing about Peter Parker and um, Mary Jane, like, will they get together or will they won't they and things. You've got Peter Parker struggling to, like, keep everything um, above board, like, to keep everything sort of floating, i.e. job, his aunt, his love life, and being Spider-Man and his college work. Then you've also got the whole thing about um, Harry being really angry at Spider-Man for killing his dad or, you know, what he thinks happened. So, basically, the film has a lot uh, happening, and I just think it does a really good job of bringing all those stories forward, um, you know, in, in, a, in a realistic and in a, in, a, in a meaningful way, I think. Second thing, going back to the baddie, what a great baddie Doc Ock is. Like, yeah. he is so, like, cinematic, you know? the way, Like, firstly, his whole, like, motivation, like, makes sense to me, you know? He's building this thing which can have, be unlimited energy. Um, and, obviously, he's being funded by Harry, you know? That, that's all cool. Obviously, the thing goes wrong, the, the chip in the back of his head... Um, you know, fails and the the, the inhibitor, the inhibitor, <laughs> and the you know these metal arms and uh, you know obviously attached to his body and start controlling him, and it makes sense why he's got the metal arms. I know it's like fantastical, but it you you understand he needs these arms to be able to handle this really hot material. When the you know it makes sense, and that's what I like. The second thing is that the filmmakers have so much fun with his arms. So it's simple things like him walking down the road. He walks with the arms, mm. and I just think that they didn't have to do that. They, he could have just walked along and the arms be waving around but the arms are always moving and always doing things you know there's a really good fight in a bank you know and again Spider-Man's jumping around all over the place and the arms are throwing like bags of money and like they're always doing something the arms and I just really like that I just think they had a lot of fun and he just looks great on camera Doc Ock I also love that Alfred Molina guy he's just I think he's a brilliant actor he's really good in that role and I just like his whole arc you know it, it 
he doesn't just become a baddie just for the sake of it. He's being sort of controlled by this like AI. Mm. And I just like going back to one of the films I said earlier, like when I when I really like not sympathize, but when I really like get the baddies motivations, it adds so much for me. So that's a massive part of why I love this movie. Uh, and then one little other tidbit is I think it's got the best um JK Simmons, um, is it Jameson? Yeah. Uh, he's literally on fire in this movie. Like he's so hilarious, he's so quick, he's so witty. Um, he's great. And also so I think the film really sets up a really exciting third instalment, which obviously didn't happen. But mm. it, it just it ends on such an exciting note. Like MJ knows that he's Spider Man. She breaks off her own wedding. She comes to his flat. They get together. He has one quick kiss, and then off off he goes. And the and music think, kicks in. And you're like, this third instalment is yeah, wicked. I know, and it actually like tinges of like sadness. Like, I know how shite <laughs> the third one is, yeah. but it just ends on such a good note that you're like, fuck, this is awesome. And so I really like Spider Man Two. And mm. watching it back today, I was just like, even talking about it now, I'm like, it's so good. It, it really good, is yeah. awesome. Um, some of the CGI is dated a little bit, but overall, it holds up really well. And I just think Doc Ock is just one of the great cinematic baddies, you know? He's awesome, yeah. and I love him. And that was one of the really big reasons I'm sure millions of people were buzzing uh, with that trailer for... Um for uh, uh, no way home. No way home. Mm. Just to see him again was is so cool. Oh, it's great that 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 he's back. Um, that many many aspects of the, those films are back. Tobey Maguire's back, um, but also Sam Raimi's going to be back in the Marvel universe. He's Doctor Obviously, Strange, yeah, doing the yeah. multiverse of madness. Yeah. And I think his direction in that film was incredible. Like that surgery scene with the arms going nuts and killing. Yeah, people. it's a horror scene, isn't it? Brilliant. Like, yeah, and he's bringing his horror aspects to a comic book movie just worked really well and I did, he did it you know he played with it with the Green Goblin character um, but this Doc Ock character they're just like there's personalities to these things it's very evil dead at certain points with those with it with it with it tentacles basically yeah and like you, you see in like shadows of the moving yeah. and um and also it's, it's not like one of these like modern plush hospitals it's very it's got like tiles it's very gothic and mm. old and it just adds that you're right horrible feeling of, of the surgery you know the, the sort of surgery room um yeah he did he did a cracky job it's um it's you love spider-man too then yeah i do i really love it it like i said nearly made my list it's in my top 10 um the only thing the only reason i don't go back to them as much mm. is toby Maguire back then his performance is great on me slightly and so do um kirsten dunst um i love everything around it his spider-man's good i don't like his peter parker mm. um and th i think their performances in it have dated when he came back uh, for no uh, no way home he, he that's he's brilliant he's a more muted less whingy he was too whingy i think <laughs> but the films are incredible the action's great it's all about the bad guys i think and mm. that the the difference between this kind of spindly kind of octopus character with these like brutey metal arms that can smash through anything and this spider-man character that thwips everywhere and flips and and you know it's strength versus agility and yeah. it's great and that that moment on the train's incredible where he holds back the yeah. train i also really like that bit on the train where he, he saves the train and the train stops and then he passes out and then yeah. all the people hold him and stuff and like it's a little bit corny but also it's, i like it's it really like, cheesy, it's, yeah, it's you know it's they, they, like the shot is like they hold his like yeah. badge and you know on the front of his so he doesn't fall yeah. yeah i i yeah i think um it's a really really good film and um yeah i mean 
it could have been my number one. I really enjoyed it. it. Every time I watch it, I enjoy it. And um, again, watching it back this weekend, just reaffirmed. I fucking love that film, man. It's a good movie. It is good. It is good. So that was your number two. That was my number two. So we're to number one. Yeah, number one. So, so go for it, Dan. What is your number one comic book movie, superhero movie? What would you say is your favourite? I really tried for this not to be my number one. <laughs> I know. I tried mine not to be this, but you can't help it. It's got to be. <laughs> You're, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. It's really hard, like because it is. It's very much people who aren't into comic book movies will have this as one of their number one films. Oh, it's mm. great, isn't it? And I think people do talk about it a bit too much. People are obsessed with this film, but it is for a good reason. <laughs> it's it's a fucking great film, and it changed comic book movies, and it made people take them serious. And it is The Dark Knight. Yeah, my number one too. Um, I would love to be like so different to be like, oh, now my number one is this or that. But I can't look past this film. Mm. Do you know what I mean it is like, um, you know, it is the best. Mm. And there's what I would say is I think there's there's pretty much one reason that it just absolutely shines above everything else. Everyone knows it's all about Heath Ledger for me. Like I think take him out of the movie and. I mean, I liked Batman Begins, for example, but I never rush back to watch Batman Begins. In fact, like I just I never have the urge to watch it ever. Whereas this. I, like, you know, every few years I think, oh, I could just put that on, I could mm. just put that on, you know? And it's all because I just want to see Heath Ledger doing the Joker. I just fucking love it. And, like, I know it's not an interesting or um, original thing to say, but just that's what just true. I really didn't want this to be number nah, one, but, but when, it, when it all comes down to it, this is the film that I think, you know, changed the game and yeah. does something great. This is a proper filmmaker's film like Christopher Nolan isn't just some guy that's coming and like you know an action director that's coming and directed her and this is what I think changed it for MCU when they started to see let's get some proper directors in mm. not that Sam Raimi wasn't doing that for Spider-Man originally but let's get some proper art house directors in to do their art house version of films and then we'll deal with the action there'll be some there to deal with the action but Christopher Nolan just nails us everything Hans Zimmer's soundtrack has changed the game when it comes to soundtracks as well I think Christian Bale is the Batman that is needed for this world not that I think he's the best you know ever hmm. he, he's, he's, he's good enough I think his, his Batman's decent he's what Heath Ledger needs to bounce off this guy who takes himself too seriously and then this guy who's like quite the opposite um we don't need to talk about Heath Ledger's performance too much. I think, you know, we're not going to add anything to conversation. It's just the best, It's it? just the best. Do you know, it's before, um, so I, I wasn't really like a Joker. I've, re I've always really liked Batman, but I was never like massive on the Joker, you know? like mm. he, it did, When people said the Joker before Heath Ledger, it didn't like make me think like, oh, I love that baddie. He's such an amazing villain. Like the, the, the Jack Nicholson one, like I think it's a good performance, yeah, but I don't talk about like some people are like, oh my God, Jack Nicholson but, but this was is This is what changed it though, because yeah. people used to say, oh, the reason that hasn't been another Joker is because you can't beat Jack Nicholson's Joker. It was perfect. It was like, who's going to beat, who's going to dare do the Joker and who's going to dare do it um, like better than Jack Nicholson? And then Heath Ledger was announced and everyone was like, what the fuck? Heath Ledger, that Australian <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, that, like that, a bit of a heart fraud, yeah, like teen comedy. They were like, this is a like... terrible choice. He's not a Joker. And then boom, yes, that is the one and only Joker. <laughs> who's ever going to beat Heath Ledger? There's no Joker that's ever going to beat Heath Ledger. No. Um, and then Jared Leto came along and we were right <laughs> yeah, he just hammered it in the nail yeah. the, you know um, but then Joaquin Phoenix did something different and he did again, I mean good but just not Heath Ledger yeah it, much like The Dark Knight I think people talk too much about The Joker being this amazing film it's a good film um, but 
it's yeah, his performance is nowhere near at the Heath Ledger. Like it's it's just great. I, I said we weren't talking about, it, but there's, you can't talk about this film without it. But I think no. it's very quotable. The action scenes are great. Like we said earlier, I don't like the the Batmobile, and I don't like the car. I think, um, and yeah, I just think that it's hard. It's hard not to love this film. It's hard not for it to be number one. Mm-hmm. I really, really tried to knock it down to number two, and I just couldn't justify. Couldn't it. do it. No, same. Um, you know, I'd love to be different to say, oh, this is my number one, but I'm just like. Nothing is better than that film. Um, a couple of things that surprised me in The Dark Knight. So I, like I say, not being a massive comic book like you know, uh, uh, sort of you know, fan is in. I don't know all the sort of ins and outs. I didn't know that Harvey Dent was the person who becomes Two Face. Oh yeah. So when I'm watching it, I, I knew Two Face was a character. Oh, what a you know? world to so, be in that you didn't I know. know that. That's so, incredible. So basically, I'm, I'm watching it, and obviously Harvey Dent's the DA and blah blah blah. That's all happening. And then I remember being in the cinema, and then Harvey Dent's still alive, and you see like half his face is normal and that. And then the pan- camera pans, and you're like, I was like, fucking hell, that's so cool. And then he's got the coin and that and like you know that to me that was like a really good twist for a lot of people they'd be like oh I see that coming a mile off but yeah. for me that was that was you know really really cool um oh man this the other thing about the dark knight is that um as openings go of a film like it's probably one of the oh. best ever like it's, it's just heat isn't it's, it it's heat it's, yeah really it just mean you got the bank you got the you know the customers in there you got the slow like building tension you got these men with clown masks running around the roof and you're just like what's going on here what's going on here and the way they just like kill each other all the way through is just absolutely genius you know like hey did you hear about who's running this job yeah bosh off you go and then he thinks he's got all the money and then bang he gets shot and just that bit at the end so sorry that bit at the end of the at the end of the beginning so cool where he puts that um that grenade in that guy's mouth mm. and then like literally he just drives off in that bus and yeah. he just pulls out and it's just so slick so cool such a good opening and oh mate i'm just i just want to go and watch it mate like yeah. what a film it's great isn't it what a film you know that's not like just a good comic book film that is a you know a good movie overall one for like ever you know yeah I they think come it, along it might it might hit my top 10 I think maybe films of all time yeah and, and again it, it pains me to say it because the amount of bro cinema goers that love it you know it's one of those yeah I love Dark Knight it's a great film isn't it? <laughs> unfortunately it just is it just is yeah it's just one of those movies that don't come along often but when they do everyone um, falls for it and uh, yeah cult- culturally significant 100% it changed things and yeah what a movie and I mean like you know the fact that after this film was shot um, you know Heath Ledger died added that whole like thing to it like people thought oh my god like this unbelievable actor has died at like 29 or whatever yeah. you know really young or whatever so that added, gave it an extra layer where people were just like gutted because of what they I don't think people realise like how what an unbelievable actor this guy was do you know mm. what I mean and then he just his life got caught, cut short so tragically so early and again people must watch it and think Oh, so gutting we never got to saw him what he could have done like because yeah. he was unbelievable so yeah, tragedy yeah so real shame but um yeah a great number one and i have to say list. like all those things obviously the the anticipation of it um I, this is the film i remember being most excited for out of anything i can remember yeah like, maybe other than and i don't know no this was up there yeah and basically i was on holiday when it was released and I said to myself, it was a summer. I remember it being like a sort of yeah. July, August blockbuster. Yeah, I was in Orlando, and right. I was like, "Look, go on, ghost. <laughs> I really need to go and see it." Hundred. Um, so we, I, I went to an IMAX theater in in, in Tampa, Florida. Actually, we were yeah. traveling down to to another park, and we went to Tampa, Florida. We went to this IMAX screening, the biggest screen I've ever been to, and wow, there it was, cool. and and 
not only did I drag my girlfriend along at the time, but her whole family came. <laughs> so all of you go to yeah. watch this movie. And we all sat there and they, we all came out going, that was incredible. And for that, like, they don't know anything about Batman, probably never seen a Batman film before, but they all loved it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was that was one of my favourite cinematic experiences, seeing that up in, mm. on IMAX. It was my first IMAX. Uh, oh, wow. What well. a film to see in yeah. IMAX. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see that again on the big screen, but it's it's one of the one of the the films on this list that I've probably seen the most, probably other than Batman Returns, the two Batman films probably because Batman Returns has been in my life a lot longer, so I've mm. had more opportunity. Me and my brother used to watch it a lot, um, but yeah, it's there. It is number one. What well, um, can I just ask? Any that nearly got in there then? So any that Lots. just missed out? So just off the top of your head, all of the other superhero films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every other, yeah. all other four hundred of them. Um, no, yeah, no, Spider Man Two, Spider Man yeah. Two, obviously End Game. Um, let me think. Um, I have a I have a massive soft spot for the first Avengers film as well. Yeah, um, it, I, it's very flawed, but I have a massive soft spot for what it did. Um, much, but I didn't think it did more than Civil War did um, mm. for us. Oh, the original Superman, the Superman, Superman the movie. Oh, the Christopher Reeve. Yeah, one. I. But that's more nostalgia than mm. thinking it's a great film. Um, I, <laughs> I've got a recent soft spot for Batman and Robin. Um, the, the Mr. Freeze one yeah. because my son loves it he thinks it's hilarious <laughs> he thinks uh, Arnie's hilarious in it mm. um, but yeah I'm just trying to think I'll it, give a couple so a couple that I like nearly got my top five that are, some of these are bangers so um, one of them then Logan uh, yeah that, that might make it into my top ten not, I, yeah, not quite I, I like that. I, I wasn't really a big fan of like most of the X-Men movies, but um, mm. I liked that. It was like X-Men smaller... 2 is outstanding, I think. Yeah. That nearly made my list. What I like about Logan, like I like it that it's just sort of like just him and just Professor X. Like, it's just simple and there's that yep. girl. Do you know what I mean? There's not a whole raft of characters. Sometimes that puts me off with too much. It, it's just a simple... Um, it, was like a, it was like a road movie a bit. Yeah. Like, traveling from A to B. And, and, and again, it does something different. Yeah, and so I, I liked Logan. I thought it was really yeah. good. So another one, another film I really like. Like, um, it... It's like I said, it's not your classic sort of comic book film, but when I was thinking, I thought, oh, actually, that is based on a comic, and it is good, the first one, is Sin City. Yeah. Um, the look of it, just I hadn't seen anything like it when it came out, and it just, when I saw it, I was like, whoa, it just probably blew my mind. A lot of people forget about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the second one just shat all over the first, and everyone just hates it now, yeah, but I yeah. think the first one is banging. Yeah, um, an amazing cast, and um, I like the sort of way they just segmented it. Like, so, I mean, I just mentioned, oh, I don't like it when there's too many characters, but the, the thing I like about that, yeah, it? yeah, it's like, oh, we're concentrating on this for half an hour, and then that for 45 minutes. Mm. I like that, and I, yeah. I think that's a really good film. Um, another one, again, Random, is based on a comic. Never read the comic or anything, but it is one of the funniest films in my opinion The Mask mm. um, I, I really like The Mask I think it's Jim Carrey is absolute peak I love that film and the last one is one I watched um, a couple years ago like for the first time so I was a bit late to it but I thought it was great um, was Judge Dredd or mm. sorry Dredd I should call it Dredd um, is good yeah. just so like contained you know it, it's, it's again simple sort of story get from the bottom of this like block of flats to the top you know it, it, it just it was simple but effective I love that whole cyberpunky um, you know uh, not Night City what's it called the um, Mega City Mega or whatever City, it's just, yeah. I just I just really like that world and I thought the Dredd film did a, you know, a really good job mm. so wouldn't get in the top five but a good, you know, a good movie. That's a good list, mate. Yeah. yeah. So, mate, what a, you know, good episode, all about comic mm. books, superheroes, and um, yeah. I find it interesting. I think um, we've talked about um, sequels before, and mm. um, the fact that some sequels, you know, it's, it, it, sequels have a reputation of being diminishing returns. But mm. I think superhero movies, quite often, the, the the second film is better because they're not constrained by 
the origin story. Yeah. Because um, obviously Batman Returns, we both agree, is better than the first one. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is better than the first one. Yeah. The Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins. Yeah. I think quite often, get the origin story out of the way. You're not constrained by explaining yeah. who this guy is. And that's why I just think we don't need, at this day and age, we don't need origin stories just introduce us to the character give us a bit of backstory we don't need to see how it happened just no. crack on with it that's why i think the new homecoming film is much better because we don't need to see uncle ben die no we don't need to see how he got his his power we we never find we're you never told jump into it you know he's quite a man we know who spider-man is we know who batman yeah. is that's why i like this the, the new batman just crack on with what, what he's getting up to yeah um uh, yeah i just thought it was worth noting that you know a lot of them are sequels absolutely it's almost like they think we can't waste the best baddie on the first film so yeah. let's put an average baddie in let's get the origin story out of the way like you say and um yeah let's um you know in let's fact all of mine are, are, uh, are sequels yeah i mean <laughs> batman back. returns captain captain in america civil war for ragnarok Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and The Dark Knight. They're not all second films, but they're all sequels. Yeah, so I've got Batman Returns sequel. Spider-Man Homecoming, but again, it's not an origin story, but I really yeah. like V for Vendetta is just a standalone. Spider-Man 2, sequel. Dark Knight, sequel. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. There's something to be said for sequels in the the you know the superhero um, world. And yeah, I, you know, at some point, I do have to really like knuckle down and watch, <laughs> watch Marvel films and then... You know, I can properly like. Imagine that that being your new. You know, you've you had your scratching <laughs> off the movies to see before yeah. you die. Uh, maybe it's go through all of the Avengers films that you haven't seen. Yeah, I have to. Like I say, I um I've tried to do it a few times. Like I've seen Iron Man like four times because I was start of Iron Man. You yeah. know, and um it's, I do like Iron Man. And then I don't know, just Captain America's next. I fall off a cliff. I'm just like. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't but, watch the first Captain America again. You don't need to. No. You know who the character is. Yeah. Go straight into Winter Soldier, and you'll be like. Oh, fuck, this is a good film. Why haven't I seen mm. this before? Yeah, maybe um, it'll get me hooked. Maybe do it in... in. Yeah, I would do it in order, actually. Yeah, I was going to say maybe do it in character order. So go do all the Iron Man films and do it... No, I, I think go in normal order. Because mm. uh, then you get a bit more of the stakes. Um, we'll talk about this another I day. did see this one mental list before, though. It's just someone's... Some, like, nut has put together a list of every single film, every single TV show, every and, and the order you need to watch it in. And, it, like, it, I'm talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, I'm talking about Loki, I'm talking, but do you know what I mean, though? Like, to get the full yeah. effect of everything. You start with this, then you watch that, then you watch season two of that, then you watch four films, then you watch season one of that, then yeah. season two of that, then another two films. I'm just like, fucking hell, that is big, isn't it? But I'll tell you, the people pulling the strings at the top have done a good job at Marvel. <laughs> and also, a little thing is that that big producer, is it Feige? Um, Kevin Feige, yeah. He, um, I noticed when I was watching Spider-Man 2 today, he um, he produced that. Oh, man, he's like, been doing it for, like, yeah, yeah, man, since like, day dot. He, yeah, uh, so, he had it like, he didn't have the reins of it back then. He, just, mm. he was just, a, oh, I was saying just a producer, he was just producing it. He didn't have like the overarching kind of control of the direction of it. Yeah. Um, but he's been the best thing to happen to Marvel, um, well, since Marvel. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well, I, I'd say everyone at home, uh, I'm sure your list are different to ours. Um, you'll, m most of you probably agree on our number one, I should think. But if you don't, let us know. Um, let us what we let us know what we've missed, um, what you think should be on there, what shouldn't be on there, what we're completely wrong about, and uh, where can people do that, George? Um, they can do it on our Instagram page, so Infinite Film Club. Just message us on there. Also, we've got an email, which is infinitefilmclub at gmail .com. Well, so next week then we got our, our James Bond episode coming up, haven't we? Yeah, that's um, it. So. Uh, next two films in a row uh, Roger Moore James Bond double bill starting yeah. off with A View to a Kill uh, which is his uh, inaugural film and then his uh, big goodbye in A View to a Kill 
I'm buzzing. Look, I, um, I'm gonna like I say, obviously tick them two off. But do you know, this week I might watch a couple because I've got a bit of time. I might watch a few more Roger Moore's this yeah. week just to get a real flavour for you know more as Bond. Can I recommend Octopussy? Yeah, <laughs> I know you can't say about laughing. It's too funny. Uh, the Spy Who Loved Me is a particular favourite of mine. Yeah. So if you want to choose one, um, choose that. Yeah. Um, then you get the uh, amazing introduction to Jaws, which is one of my favourite James Bond henchmen. Oh, what a great baddie! He is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen a few bits of him. He's cool. Yeah. Um, and what about the classic Moonraker? Moonraker, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Mental. Yeah, he's he's in some interesting ones, mate. It's mm. uh, it's a mixed bag, um, and I think the ones uh, that we're reviewing are going to be a mixed bag. So interesting to see if you agree with uh, my thoughts. Um, but yeah, um, give it a watch before uh, our next episode, yeah. and uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll Thank see you, you soon. See you soon. Thanks. Cheers, Bye. mate. Bye.